Alrighty, welcome to episode 110 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Calverton. Who's who's with me tonight? I got nothing. Snail pie aficionado Michael K. Hughes. And Dark Knight Red Fox. Ah, okay. I was just thinking, like, what can I even say for this game? And I'm like... <laughs> I Man, it took me a lot to even think of that Dark Knight part. Like, I... I got nothing. So. It's just one of those games. And I'll, I'll introduce what we're talking about. This is completely my pick, because this is... this. We're playing The Illusion of Gaia, made by Quintet, published by Enix, came out in 1994. That's right. Yeah, I'm a little a little surprised at this game, because I, 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 I should say the background. First, I'm going to say there will be spoilers for Illusion of Gaia, so you've been warned, but if you haven't played a game since 1994, I think it should be okay. It should be okay. But hey, you never know. Hey, that would have, it would have been spoilers for me until this week. <laughs> I played, I rented this game a bunch as a kid, but I couldn't get past the first dungeon, well, first kind of real dungeon in the game, the Larai Cliff, that whole area with the in, the Incans, Incas. I could never figure it out for some reason as a kid. So um, you never actually owned the game? No, I did. I rented the game a oh. bunch, and when I bought the game, I finally figured out later and got through most of it. So did you do Claire's Guide or Game Genie? How can you say that, Rich? <laughs> uh, game Genie, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure we had Game Genie for this game. But I think we had like Game Genie codes where you like you would be invincible and you got hit, so certain things would still softlock a game because they wouldn't go off of you. Right. Because Game Genie wasn't always the best. <laughs> so, I mean, for those asking, what the hell is Illusion of Gaia? Well, Illusion of Gaia is an action RPG that is sort of loosely based on the Quintet, quad- whatever the hell series people like to call it, and trying to connect uh, these... Quintet trilogy, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma. You should probably explain what a Game Genie is too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Game Genie, like what what many would know, is Game Shark. It gave you code so you could adjust the game, make things easier. You just a little screen would come up and you put codes in. It's a cheat device. (laughs) Yes. So is Game Game Shark actually still around? Or I don't think anything is around anymore. Is Codebreaker still around? Or Game Shark's got to be around still? Did it really Uh, go away? I have no idea. Anytime I, I buy a game, is usually not in store, so I don't like pass by and look for games. Right? I don't think it's. I think he's right. I don't think it's around anymore. Wow, it disappeared. <laughs> yeah, people just mod, like straight up mod their systems now. Anyway, so yeah. It doesn't matter. yeah, PlayStation Two was the last one, then it's gone after that. Wow, holy shit! Action replay. Let's see where action replay falls into. I think action replay stopped too. Yeah, the the 3DS had action replay, but after that, that's the last thing. And PSP, but. Yeah, and imagine as the consoles got more and more. <laughs> imagine as the consoles got more and more advanced, it probably got harder for them to figure that stuff out. Yeah, that's, that's that makes me kind of sad. I never really thought about it. I mean, when we play Resident Evil Two, we had cheats, but we just paid a dollar for that cheat, and we were all good. <laughs> that's that's what it is now. Developers are like, <laughs> now nah, we're just gonna make people pay for that stuff. Oh uh, man, you are right though. I probably should explain that because to me it sounds like completely normal, but you know it's not <laughs> anymore. Yeah. People born in, like, 2000, they're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> they're probably not listening to Illusion Guy episode, though, so. Hey, you never know, man, if they just go <laughs> the episode. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this game. Like, I have been, so as I was saying, I rent this game. I finally, I beat it at some point as a kid. I'm pretty sure I had to beat an emulator version of it with save states because I just could not. Either Game Genie wouldn't work exactly or I just never did. I, but all I know is I did see the ending at some point as a kid. And as we were starting to say... Um, this game is sort of sort of a trilogy with Terranimo, which never came to America, being the final one, and Soul Blazer being the first one of this little series. But people also like to say Act Razor 1 and 2 fit in the series, too. 
but we're not just not because they use some of the same like resources. <laughs> they use the same sound. Like I, a lot of the ooh ooh that's from Soul yeah. Blazer and Act Razor. Some of the so, rights are also the same. So Soul Blazer is technically number one. So yes. does does it actually play a role in the overall storyline of this one? Did, did I miss anything by not playing it? Nah, not really. They all just have like general themes that carry over between games. It's not like the same characters or anything. The only thing you missed is hearing the same sounds and going, wait a second, I heard those sounds before. That's mostly. Uh, well, I, I had the same reaction anyway. <laughs> I mean, I did yeah. play Actraiser, so. It's a reused sound section there, too. No, there's not. There's no, like, overarching story. Just like, as he was saying, Gaia is in all three, in all the games, and there's references in the game that could be seen as, like, very, very small references. But it so could is be. this sort of the same vein or Enix's way of doing, like, a Final Fantasy? Well, I guess they did that with Dragon Quest, too, right? Yeah. This is also um, Quintet's thing. Enix published mm, okay. up until 1995, and then... They weren't really publishing them anymore, but they made a bunch of games. They also made Rubble Trek, which is surprisingly not been, will probably be in the show at some point, right, Mike? Yep, absolutely. I've been playing it again. It's still awesome. RPG I never played from back then. I have never heard of it. It was on your computer a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know how you remember that. Because <laughs> I played it on your computer when I was sitting and you were playing, probably playing Metal Gear or something. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Illusion to Guy is an action RPG where you play. it's set in some fictional Earth world. We'll get there where a comet passes by every what 800 years or five something something crazy like that. That doesn't really matter. Pretty much alternate history in a way. Okay, fantasy alternate history. That's a good way to put it. And you play as a you play as Will, some kid who lost his father. His mother doesn't exist, and he was <laughs> was the only survivor at the Tower of Babel when his Dad was an archaeologist trying to find whatever the hell he's trying to find. And he also fights with a flute. I did not know that until way many years later. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell when you swing in that damn thing, but it's an, it's actually his flute. Yeah. I always thought it was a dagger, and then I'm like, it's a flute. He's hitting Pretty anything. sturdy. Yeah, right? I mean, they could have did, you know, combine the two, like a dagger and a flute, and kind of like the Green Ranger or something. That <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, would have been cooler. I mean, I... Well, one, when I didn't realize it was a flute, I didn't care. But then when, I, when it hit me, I'm like, really? It's a flute you're hitting things with? Yeah, it's kind of soul-crushing. Like, you're beating these big-ass, like, crystal golems with your purple flute. <laughs> and there's something hidden inside the flute the entire time. It doesn't knock out until you hit a blue little barrier. Yeah, and you're bashing the hell out of that thing. But nope, only that one point. And wouldn't a flute not work if something was shoved inside of it, I'm assuming? You would think. I used to play clarinet, Rich. Wouldn't it be hard to play something? Wouldn't it have something? <laughs> Uh, to answer your question, yes, it would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> One thing I thought would never be revealed on a podcast, but hey, let's keep going. <laughs> That's what happened. I played a little bit of clarinet in grade school, too. We were in middle school when we first met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played saxophone in grade school. I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> I played recorder. That's almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always had a like a love with this game, even though I don't know exact. Well, I know why. I, I always liked it because I like games that are try to take like our Earth and and use things from it and change it a little bit. Like in this game, you do visit a bunch of different ancient myths. Like you have, I'm not sure what Moo is based on. I know it's something like that hidden city of Moo. Sounds familiar. Like I definitely heard it outside the context of this game. 
and I know the Incas, the whole like the Aztecs, like all that is you know the pyramid of the ancient Egyptians. Like it, it I, I like games that do that do that type of globe trotting and kind of work it in and they make it explain it mm. why like why I, you're I doing. Think, it. I, I like it if they if they do it in a creative way. I suppose like I, I feel other games definitely pull it off better. Something like a Red Alert. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really like that kind of alternate history deal they did there. This one, I don't know. It felt kind of more like, um, like they were trying to sprinkle in some Indiana Jones type of shit. And, and I didn't really, I didn't really uh, grab onto that too well. I just, like, I, I wish it was just solely fantasy based instead of dipping into, you know, alternate history. I wouldn't like it as much if it wasn't alternate history. Once I found out that it was alternate history, I was like, Ugh. and I, I typically like that kind of stuff, but I just, I don't know, I guess they, I don't think they really did it too well in this one. Okay. So this, the story, I feel, is still a bit secondary. I don't think there's enough focus on it. I or maybe it's just, just a little bland. Oh, oh, oh. I disagree with that. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't care for, like, your side characters. Like, it starts off with you're in school. And you have you go to a little hideout. That's where you find out that you can you're telepathic, and after you came back from the Tower of Babel, you can now move things certain only certain type of statues by spinning your flute like you're the Green Ranger. And <laughs> that's not telepathy. That's telekinesis. Oh, tele- <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know my psychic abilities very well, apparently. And I hate his friends. Like I have never realized how terribly scary the sprite of Seth is. I know it's supposed to be glasses, but for some reason, my brain just kept kept seeing like the scary looking face. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing with Emperor Gestel in Final Fantasy VI, where I thought for the thought longest he was a dog time, person. yeah, I thought he was a <laughs> dog, and it was hilarious. <laughs> years later, I'm like, he's not a dog. For a long time. <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be a bit confusing, considering you had a little. Plush, like, animal bat in your team and tomorrow. I mean, I guess it could be a little confusing, but a dog? I, mean, I don't know why. I just always thought he was a dog. It was not It was way later when I realized, oh, he's an old guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see your misconception with Seth Sprite. He kind of looks like he has those, like, the Turians and Mass Effect, the little uh, the face tendrils on either side of his mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's a little weird. It bothered me. <laughs> a lot, and I, I never noticed it before. I don't know. I just for some reason when I was doing it, playing it through the for the show, I just my brain was like, "What the hell?" Almost like like he has slits for eyes. Yeah, and it, weird. It really bothered me a lot. <laughs> we should just do a whole episode on sprites that people miss see all the time, like a uh, Aganim from Link to the Past, where it looks like he's got a weird tiny head on top. Well, you know what to do. You write that down <laughs> in a little notebook. We'll do it later. <sighs> I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. I I shouldn't be okay. I need. I'm looking at Final Fantasy VI sprites, and I'm like, I need to stop doing this. All right, so <laughs> reel it in, buddy. Reel it oh, in. I love Final Fantasy VI, but with like with Illusion of Gaia, like I think the sprite work is good, and like I I like the story. I like how he's living with his grandparents because I just kept thinking of Spider Man, and I like how he ends up. I think the doesn't the pig sh- show up first? Yeah, yeah okay, the pig shows Carl. up because uh, the princess ran away from the castle and is hiding in your house for some reason. Yeah, he goes into the house and he's like, a pig is wrecking the place. <laughs> what? Oh, Hamlet. That's a, uh, I mean, it starts off odd. Like, the whole game is just odd. Like, you end up getting arrested pretty quick. Like, you go, I think you go to um the castle. Like, they, they take the princess. You go to the castle because they want they want to see you the next day because they want your some diamond ring you, you don't have or you don't yeah. realize you have. 
I always thought that was kind of odd. Like the first thing you do, you go to the castle. Hey, I, I came to see um, it was misunderstanding. Yeah, I throw him in prison. Like they just throw you. And then the first, you know, 20 minutes of this game, you're just sitting in prison for like a couple minutes and you can't do anything. Right. And how old is this kid at the time? Like, I don't know, 12, maybe. It's not yeah. very old. <laughs> like middle school age. Yeah, you think his parents or something would be wondering, like, or, you know, his grandparents, like, oh, where is he? Right, or they, you know, could have escorted him there or something. They're he, all, he is a minor. They're all hopped up on snail pie. Yeah, right. <laughs> that snail pie feels like a reference to Soul Blazer because there are, there are snails in Soul Blazer. I don't know. Which just, you know. It just seems like a weird translation thing. Like, we're going to be quirky and funny and talk about snail pie. <laughs> okay, maybe. Because even when you're in the jail cell and the... the the spirit of your father talks to you from the flute, and he's like, is it Grandma Lola's snail pie great? Like, yeah, Dad, <laughs> sure. That's how you know you're hallucinating. What an appropriate time. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, right. That seems like an important conversation we need to be having right now. Like, where are you, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I don't... And they, they never say they're executing if they're going to kill him or they throw him... Maybe they just threw him in there because they thought he kidnapped the princess because he checked on the pendant before he checked on her. That could be what it was, right? Yeah. You got to wait three days and then fight the dragon tank. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I was looking to. I, I I mean, I don't know what they're planning. Like, they're actually going to come check on you. They're just going to, like, leave you to die. But, like, I remember I went in there the first time and I'm checking all the different things in the room. I'm checking this, checking that, and nothing happens. It just... Nothing. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> well, that's that's think, the thing about the game, right? There are a few points where you literally just have to wait it out for something to happen. Yeah, this one's definitely not the most egregious either, which we'll get to. Yeah, there's a couple bad ones that I, I, <laughs> yeah, why I got stuck. And I think you, you have to wait for the stupid little pig to show up, and then he gives you the key, and then you can escape. It's a very odd... Like, there's actually a, a, a one of the guard sprites in one of the cells to the left of you. You can't see... You can't talk to him, but you can see him standing up against the wall. It's weird. But also, if you're going to throw someone in prison, why would you leave them with their flute? <laughs> I mean, that's just he's, like throwing... He's not going to use that as a weapon. He can keep the flute. That'd be weird. I mean, like, yeah, hey, he's maybe if he electrocuted someone, beat them up, throw them in a cell, let them keep their radio on, too, just in case they need to contact Zero on their way out. They might need it. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't know. That bothers me in game when somebody's thrown in a cell and they don't take away their equipment. Make sure you don't leave them with a fork. Then you're in real trouble. <laughs> so... I and that's why we get first introduced to battle in this game, where it's just very basic action RPG. But one thing I think is tricky, and I was had someone who had commented about this, where you don't always know what to do because the game doesn't like if you don't kill every enemy in an area, you won't get a power up. You won't, and the game doesn't communicate that to you at all, really. And that's your only way of leveling in the entire game. Yeah, and you will be in trouble if you do not. That's probably the thing that the game does that I like the bet the. The most is it gives you an incentive to seek out and kill every enemy for that power up. Yeah, which I, I do like. Yeah, there I, is I, something I satisfying about clearing each stage or floor. Yeah, especially when they drop a health power up and you're like a hit away from death. And it yeah, refills you, like when you desperately need it. Yeah, they don't give you a lot of health upgrades. I felt like, though, or not health upgrade, but health uh, like refills. Oh, the, they the herbs. Well, herbs? Yeah, they, they don't do a lot of those either. Things, you can't buy them. The save points also refill your HP. Right. Yeah, which is nice. But I just <laughs> thought it was weird how I didn't get... Like, cause sometimes enemies would drop a little health, like little hearts that would refill, like, some of your health, but it wasn't very often. It was oh, not a yeah, common yeah. thing. Yeah, right. Forgot about those. Yeah. It, it. I mean, I did play with save states because, you know, it's me. <laughs> so did I. I. I mean, there are certain parts where I wouldn't have bothered just redoing 
so consistently if I didn't have save save state, especially when you know, like later on with the Mummy Queen and all that. I, no, not a chance. Oh, the Mummy Queen is. Yeah, but we'll get there later. And I mean, I I like the battle system. I like the very simple, just running around and hitting things with your flute for some reason. And you think like enemies rise up different ways. And and I'm just confused why there's so many skeletons in this little dungeon and there's no guards at all. But you know, I guess they. I I did like the battle system too. I mean, it was simplistic enough, but it still had a little bit of diversity. You know, especially for the time. I thought I thought they did a good job on that. Me too. I really like it. And I, I like the way that everything kind of like spaced out. Like, and then you also, as you run into like, I also like the way the save points look. They look little portals to another dimension where you talk to a giant statue. <laughs> and the and first one you it. see is you're in class with your friends and you go on top of the school and there's just this portal to another dimension just hanging out. It's like, anyone else fucking seeing this thing right here? Yeah. And he, he doesn't really talk about it. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't really introduced introduced the portal or Gaia very well either. Yeah. You know, it's just something that you accept as you go on. All this guy's here to watch over me and help me. And then that's it. But they don't really go into enough detail, I feel, with Gaia. It's because the the world is in peril and she hasn't sent out her elemental rings to five teenagers to to help (laughs) clean things up. (sighs) Five emotional teenagers. (laughs) And that thing is stupid. I mean, it's there are teenage. I mean, you are a group of teenagers. You don't have any rings, but you True. are a group of teenagers. And I also like how like this game is like everything happens like very quickly. Like as you you run around the castle, you escape, and and also like you. I, I want to say it's early in the in the dungeon when you first find out that you can transform into a dark knight, Freedan. Yeah, which is really yeah. a weird name, Freedan. Yeah, because there's a, a switch that the flute can't reach, and you have to transform into him for the first time to because his sword has a longer reach to it. But it's like nobody notices when you transform. Like yeah. no one ever sees you except for all the enemies you massacre. Will mentions it once, I think, to Lily later on. He's just like, yeah, every so often I'll turn into this this dark knight to, to do battle. And that's that's all they do. Okay, I didn't. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, they, they do mention it once. But I, that's the thing, though, is that a lot of that that you feel you should have way better explanations for it, or either said, like, damn near at the end of the game, or you just never fully get an explanation. It's just too bad. I wonder if it's like Secret of Mana thing where they just couldn't fit all the text in the word bubble, so they had to chop the story up to make it work or to to make it fit. I guess it doesn't really work. (laughs) I think it works. (laughs) I mean, I I like the dungeon. I I really like running around Edward's castle. I like how at the end of it, when when you escape, he just turns back into Will like nothing ever happened, and he just goes up to go see Kara. And, And he also... It's interesting. Like everyone, every guard in the castle, just they're all just sleeping. Like nobody's there anymore. Like ah, oh, it's nighttime. Lock up, lock up the gate. We're good. Yeah, nobody. I don't there. need to guard. And we got people in jail, but nah, we're fine. Yeah, that's a big cliche, obviously, in castles and sleeping guards and all that. Another it's thing that's kind of paralleled, I feel paralleled like Zelda. I mean, besides even some of the the combat and and everything, like that was another parallel: sleeping guards and castles and and all that for the time. Yeah. Is it in, is it in the prison that you run into Lily, or is that later, or is that when you first uh, go home to check on your grandparents that are missing? No, I, I think it's back home because she's actually in the home when you, in their home when you get there, right? I think you talk to her in her her like dandelion form in the prison, <laughs> whatever it is. No, you're not wrong. It's just so stupid. Like especially when you say it out <laughs> loud, it just sounds so dumb. But I'm that's all. It made me laugh. So one of your characters that joins you, her name is Lily. And she can turn into a dandelion, it looks like. (laughs) 
And, yep, she, and that's because she's uh, she's an Atori, right? Is that how you say it? I got nothing. <laughs> You're asking Mike about pronunciation on something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even if you pronounce it a different way, like that's what she is, right? Like she's I think like, so. that race or something like that. And, and isn't Will like his mom from there? So he's part Atori or something? Uh, I don't know. I never paid that much attention. I tried. I really tried. And then... As the game went on, I was like, I just don't give a shit what they're saying anymore. <laughs> his I, mom that may or may not inhabit the body of a pig. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it was his, it was his mother as a pig. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. That nonsense. I mean, also, like, why does the princess even leave with him? She's like, oh, my father was going to execute you, so I'm going to leave with you and give up this life because I'm a, you know, this is a cage up here in this wonderful, you know, cell I'm in called my room. Yeah, yeah we got And they try to, they try to have character development for everybody, too, like, Especially her, and it's mm-hmm. just and by the end of it, you don't give a shit. You have the rebellious princess trope. That was yeah, and then she, who, yeah, who finally learns what life's really about and starts to appreciate it more and appreciate it every, other people. And I kind of like Kara at times. <laughs> so does Will <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there's there are some really odd moments though. Like I mean, after it's because you go home, you see that your your parents or grandparents are missing. And then I think it's something about the they talk, they mentioned the jackal, which is like this bounty hunter that might have killed them or which something. Gets a build up for majority of the game, and you only see him. <laughs> you don't even fight him. It's <sighs> such a waste. Hey, of you never even fight him. You just light him on fire. Yeah, he goes out like a bitch though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the the fire the part where he's crawling on the ground on fire is the coolest scene in the game though. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. We are jumping way ahead. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, and then is it after you get home, yeah, you meet Lily. Lily tells you to go do something. But then you go back to the castle and go get Kara out of the castle, which to me just seems like a really, really bad idea. Like, you just escaped this place. They just threw you in prison. Like, yeah, hey, I'll just go back over and go check on the girl. Unless you get her before you leave. I can't remember which one. I think you get on your way out and you got to go okay, get that. The, it's on the way out, yeah. The leg of roast yak in the basement. You just keep in your pocket for like a month. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's kind of. Oh no, he sees Lily in person in the castle before you go back to the house. Oh, okay. She transforms into into her human form, and then he go gets Kara. Then they go downstairs, get the yak, and then they leave. But the maid is awake when you leave. Like you can talk to her, and she's awake. Don't you think she turned her in? Like, hey, if I just watch the princess leave, I might be in a lot of trouble tomorrow. Yeah. No, nope, I didn't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> Was I the only one that was impressed by the world map in this game that isn't really a world map, but you go on like a cool little map, you see the little sprites walking across the map, and they go to the new town? <laughs> oh, they I sure do it. walk across that map. I thought it was so cool as a kid. I thought other games pulled it off better. Like, it reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy VI, being that you brought that up, but it reminded me a lot of that, and I thought VI did a hell of a lot better with presenting that. I mean, I just looked... I mean, you're like comparing shit, yeah. this game with the second best game ever made. So, of course, it's six to the <laughs> What's the first best game? Really? According to Mike. Huh? What game? Chrono Trigger. Okay. Oh, Trigger. Okay. Just gonna, I don't know. You're going to say another Final Fantasy or something? No, no. <laughs> six is the best. Right, well, that, I, I, can't, I can't argue that. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know I'm not right, but to me, Chrono Trigger and Six are my two favorite games of all time. I cannot. I can't fight that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Some really good ass games. Uh, this is up there for me too, though. It's one of my favorite Nintendo games. Well, now we can start fighting. 
<laughs> it's all nostalgic it's all just going to the yeah, rental yeah. store and playing it and never being able to get unstuck because for some reason me and my dad could never figure out how to do a very simple puzzle coming up so yeah, i'm not surprised looking back that me and him could not figure it out but <laughs> but at the time we just yeah yeah we'll get there we're and then i think it's after you go to the town and you you go to your house see that's been broken in by you know the jackal you're full scared of and you leave with lily to go to her hidden village and as a kid, this scene, you get this empty hill, you're on, there's nothing there, all of a sudden he's playing his little flute, and all of a sudden the town appears. To me, that was really cool. Just I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I feel it was unnecessary, but yeah, it, it was a little nice touch. Oh, and this is where the grandparents went. I forgot. They weren't killed. They ran away to the town. Yeah, they fell. Oh, yeah. I mean, they kill characters often in this game, though. Like, people do not have a happy ending. That's why you have a little reunion with spirits later on, but that's later on. <laughs> There's also one thing about this game that I feel like if you don't play with a guide, you will never see. Throughout the game, there are 50 hidden red jewels that unlock a secret dungeon, which I have never seen in my life and never will. But they're not just in chests. They're in random little spots. You'd have to press A and find them, like in pots and stuff. You absolutely need a guide. There's no indica- indication that they're there at all. They, they don't blink. They don't shine. There's nothing. Nope. That's why I told you don't even bother looking for them. I'm like, do not do it. Well, I did. I actually did. And I got majority of them. But by the time I got to, let's say, the pyramid type shit, I was like, I really don't care <laughs> about any of that. You I get a few get upgrades for them, but not a lot. Yeah. For the for the first time ever, I got all 50 jewels and I did the, the bonus dungeon. Oh, we'll have to talk about that when we get there. Yeah. I'm excited now because I've never I've seen it once in the speed run and recognized the boss and went, wait a second. But that's about as much as I know. Remember of it. Yeah, it's so not like worth we, it's not worth we that. Got, <laughs> we got an exclusive like news report. The <laughs> one and only person in history. Like, I've all. never <laughs> known anyone that did it. Well, I also never known anyone that played this game before. So, you know, it's exciting for me. Yeah. I'm the only reason why you guys played it because I made you. But still, it's exciting. <laughs> I do own this game. I I remember beating it back in the day, and I'm sure I cheated, but I, I it's been so long I don't remember. Most of my memories go up into the Sky Gardens, and I hate that dungeon, so it's usually where I stopped. I thought the Sky Gardens were way farther than they actually are, too. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying that to you recently when I was playing it. I'm like, I could have sworn these were like, I made it further than maybe a quarter into the game and before I stopped, but apparently not. Yeah, it makes it feel like it's halfway through, but it's really, it's not. Yeah. It, it It's just because the first part of the game feels kind of long, even though it's not that long, but it feels like it. Everything if you don't know what you're doing, this game could be difficult because you don't talk to yeah. certain people, it won't trigger events. I will say about the Sky Garden, too, is when they start, they, they begin to take the training wheels off. <laughs> That's for sure. Hell, even on the little, like, when you, the first, the first, after you, in, in the cliff place, like, because after you go to the little town, and then you get sent to the Aztec, is it, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like Aztecs. They're Incan ruins, is what they call it yeah, here. It's so. Same type, Central America, what it would have been. I want to say where the Incans were. Sure, you're the, <laughs> you're the history guy. Yeah, I know, and I should. I'm pretty sure they're Central Aztec and Incas. They're all in that same area, of Central America. I I'm a big like I love this first dungeon. I love the fact that they reference the Incans and God, is that South America? You know, I'm going to Google because I don't want to be wrong in a podcast. I think it's I think it's South America. Okay, is that Aztecs are definitely Central America? Let's see. We don't want to be wrong for the first time ever on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pre-Columbian America. That doesn't help me. Yeah. Still sounds like it would be South America. I, I think you're right. I just because I, I, I want to say the Incans are the one that had the have the myth of the El Dorado. Right. I don't 
South about America, that. you're right. Okay, South America. Yeah. Whew, we had to make sure we're not wrong in this podcast. El Dorado, uh, I want to say, is more Mexico, North America, Aztecs. This no, this what you're here for, listeners? Your uh, fourth grade history lesson? <laughs> right, I'm looking up El Dorado now. El Dorado, <laughs> Colombia, so South America. Mm. Yeah, because that's, that's that movie, El Dorado, and they're in South America. I remember that much. They're in the Amazon. Oh. Yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I don't think it is. Uh, it is until the ending. It's just kind of very abrupt. Okay, I don't remember it, but I, I always remember that myth because I love, like, one reason I like this game so much as a kid is I love myths. I love these myths. I love the myth of the Incans and the, and the City of Gold, or in this case, it's a, it's a golden ship, which would not float in any case, but no. we'll go with it, sure. And, I mean, the sprites, I feel like the enemies, like we were saying before, have a very good variation, too, in each in each dungeon that you're in. Like, in this one, some of them look like statues. You had mud men. You have stuff I felt like fits in, in what would be South America. It, it fit for me, and I really liked it. I did enjoy, too, that they had a variety when it came to the, like, dungeons and how everything looked. Like, nothing really looks the same. Like, when you're in a dungeon, all the rooms look the same for the most part. But dungeon to dungeon, they look drastically different. Yeah. You know? And they all they all play pretty well. None of them are super confusing. They're nothing, at least really. I don't <laughs> well, think they're super confusing. Well, <laughs> uh, there's certain points, but it's I not. I kind of begged it. That's why I I've, give up. I've on the done sky worse. <laughs> I mean, I've played worse. If I can, <laughs> yeah, by memory, get through the water temple, like this is isn't shit. <laughs> it's also a lot of optional stuff in this game too like like with the red jewels how you have them all over the place but also i mean there's a lot of key items too you have to get in each dungeon that will unlock another part of the dungeon but i mean just the way the you have a map that only shows you what enemies you haven't killed yet which helps you kind of keep track of where you are there's no actual map speaking yeah. of those key items you'll get the slowest text crawl on the super nintendo every time you pick one up you get the little, <laughs> the little jingle. It's like you got the key to the mine. They they force you to listen to that jingle. You are not <laughs> skipping out of that. That's why it's so slow. Uh huh. I actually had the music on for most of this game, but after a while, I just did podcasts. How's it to live through life as a deaf person? <laughs> <laughs> I have other people's voices in my head all the time instead. Wow, that sounds yeah, that sounds insane. I know. That's the point. Like you should get checked out. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts when I play games because it just, I don't know, I do better that way. I did have the sound majority on for this game because I really enjoyed the music a lot. Music Again, was a nice touch. Um, the only thing, the only issue I had with it is that it was extremely repetitive. Yeah, every dungeon play... had the same music, exactly, every town. Yeah. That's okay. the only thing I didn't like. But it was good music. It's just not diverse enough. It's that childhood stuff for me. Like I, I'm very, very nostalgic for that era of me, I've noticed. That's how I always knew when I was in a combat situation because it always plays that same dungeon theme. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can attack now. Uh, and the cliffs... Oh, it, in the, this is a dungeon where I got stuck in the Incan ruins forever. So there's <laughs> one part where you have these four like griffin-looking humanoid things. Not griffin. Bird. Look like Egyptian things. We're going to go with that. Egyptian warriors, I would say. Like They have bird what heads. What part is this? It's four gold statues. You have to pull them and put oh, them on, okay, okay, on yeah, the yeah. platform. For some reason, me and my dad could not figure out to do that. We kept waking them up instead of just using the flute. When you press R, and he swings the flute, and you just line them up so they hit the switch. I thought you were going to say it was the room where you have to play the melody and then stand on the flashing tile for like a full 12 seconds. Yeah, we couldn't figure yeah, that out. Like I, yeah, I feel like I would have I would have got stuck there. I couldn't see the tile. For some reason, I played the flute and never started flashing, so I just looked online, found a graph, and just stood where it told me to. <sighs> Surprised that worked. Yeah, you don't need to play the flute. You can just stand there. So it, as long as you know which one it is, it doesn't matter. 
which I, I like. I like when games do that, where they're like, if you know the puzzle here, just do the puzzle. You don't have to, you know, do all of it. Yeah. Well, maybe those. Okay, those are never like Egyptian. Those are supposed to be like Incan soldiers or some reason. I, my brain always thought it was Egyptian with those with those guards. Okay, Egyptian would be the pyramids. I know. I don't know why. I just thought of like Anubis type stuff. I got nothing. And you also collect orbs that every enemy drops. These little orbs that serve very little purpose. They give you like an extra life. I guess if you die yeah. with half. They health. raise your your dark power also. Oh, I never knew that. Uh-uh. Yeah, like that that number on the right. That's your dark power. Oh, that's what it stands. Okay, I know. It, I know it goes up, and that's like an it's like an extra life, though. It acts like. Yeah, when you die, it will take you back to the last save room you're in, and all the enemies are dead that you killed because the enemies do not regenerate in this game ever, which is great. <laughs> well, yeah, because they can't because they'd have to keep giving you power ups. That'd be great though. Make the game better. That's fair. And you can block too, which I never did. Majority of this game, I just never bothered to. I forgot you could. I don't think I knew until this playthrough that you could block certain attacks. I don't think I did either. <laughs> Yeah, just certain projectiles, right? Yeah. yeah. It's very useful in certain parts. Like, you need you need to block in the final boss. We'll get there. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't either, but that's all the reason. <laughs> Another news exclusive. Yeah, we cheated. Because I said, fuck it. I'm already cheating with save states. I was just like, why am I? Why, what am I? Why am I? I'm just going to cheat more. You know how it goes. Yeah, we'll get there. So was I? So as you, as you go through this dungeon, you finally... I think you get a couple statues or something, but you find this golden ship he falls or you find a boss fight which i don't really care for castloff is his name or castoff is this the the giant head and the hands yeah yeah Yeah, it's not great for a first boss it's kind of it's kind of rough oh we have to put two statues in a in a thing or on these two different places and it activates like a portal or something that you go to to fight him something like that uh it's this big demon head that Pulls its hands up and like swats at you and shoots his fireball that bounces around the room and you can only hit him when the gem on his forehead is open. There's a lot of that in this game though, where yeah. enemies are only vulnerable at certain points that don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Super Nintendo, so I'm not surprised. Super Nintendo was very, you know very big about stuff like that at that time, where the enemy's only available when they have something blinking on them to show you that they're like vulnerable. Weak points were a big thing in those yeah. games. Hey, at least it gives you health. At least you can see the boss's health in this game. That's true. I, I like I don't like games when you can't see their health. Unless I want to know if my blinking. attack is working and how much longer I have. Unless they start blinking faster and faster, like in the Turtles arcade game. <laughs> they have a health bar, too, though. Do they? Yeah. In uh, so. Turtles of Time, they do. Okay. They do 100% Turtles in Time. Okay. Maybe not the old one, though. So, I mean, and the thing about this boss, after you beat him, and also with the boss, you can either be the Dark Knight or you can be Will. And if you're Will, it's going to be harder. Well, yeah, because Frieden does, like, double damage from what Will can do. Frieden is so much cooler than Will. Will's an idiot. <laughs> do you have the, the Dark Friar attack at this point, or is that, the, that might be in the Sky Garden? I, that's the Sky Garden. You just have the sword attack, but sword attack's still way... Because you only, you get the cycle dash right before this. I don't think you get the Dark Friar. Dark Friar, you get, I, th- I feel, much later. God, you get a few different abilities in this game, but they're they're very sparse. Like you get a tornado spin for Will that's Which only is, used for puzzles, and yeah. yeah, it's more puzzles. The top spin for Mega Man Three, <laughs> and then you get a slide for Will, which is used for puzzles, and I use it all the time for combat. Yes, it actually wasn't that bad in combat. No, it's really good for combat. And uh, Free Dan just gets the orb. He gets like a shield I never knew how to use, and, I, and he gets an earthquake attack I didn't use either. Oh, I forgot about the shield. Once you get the earthquake attack, other than that dungeon, like you tend to not really use it. Yeah, you get it for, late in the game too. 
It forces you to use it right after you get it, and that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. It's not very useful, because you have to jump down to use it. You can't jump down all the time. Right, there's no jump, period, unless you're coming from a ledge. Yeah, so it's not very useful. It's just an ability to give you for some reason. Was I the only one that had my mind blown when you first defeat Castoff and you jump down onto the freaking gold Incan ship? Will's um, got, I like, guess that was a pretty cool part. I stone knees from that giant fall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love this part. When I was a kid and I first got to this and all of a sudden you're on the ship and the Incans are talking to you, I was just like, wow, this game is cool. Plus, it took me <laughs> over a year to get here because we could never figure out how to how to play this game until way later when I bought it at a used game store. And I remember being so happy. I was just so happy when it finally happened. Well, they got to build you up before the uh, the part that comes next. It, this I think this part is great when you talk to everyone on the ship. You have to do a couple different things. You talk to the queen. Then you're like, oh, hey, go go take a nap. You're, you look tired. And then you wake up and your friends are there. The ship's all destroyed and crumbling. Everybody's the, dead. You weren't yeah. talking to anybody. All the people are skeletons now. It gave me higher hopes for the story that I would be later disappointed with. But I, it definitely gave me higher hopes for it. <laughs> this is... I mean, that's where I think you. I think Seth dies at this point too. I'm pretty sure Seth gets eaten by a whale or something. So Seth gets knocked overboard and gets eaten by the whale, and then you find out later that he's become the whale. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? But Just say die, like, damn it. <laughs> it gets violent. Like it's kind of tragic. Like you, you, you lose one of your friends in the beginning of the game. He just dies. Well, he's eaten by a whale, but close enough to death. Is it bad that I completely forgot he existed? After no, that? I forgot. I forgot who he was too. When Seth is talking to him, I'm like, who the hell is Seth? He's the best of your friends, though, which is the sad thing. I mean, Lance, like they all get thrown off. Lance is the green guy who likes Lily and has like an like falls in love with her for somehow. Who also has daddy issues. Yeah, and, and isn't the raft part sad? Like, so after the ship crashes, you end up on a raft with just Kara. And I think this part is really, really dark. Another part where the game doesn't do anything it makes you just wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the the one I was talking about where you just have to wait for things to happen. Boy, do you wait! It is yeah. so sad. I I, I think part? this part is really dreary, and, and and I like it. And in what way is it sad? Because you're just you're stuck on a raft. Everyone you think is dead at the moment, and you're just ready. You're just waiting for death at one point. And Carol won't eat fish because they're living creatures. She didn't mind eating that leg of roast lack that yak that you had in your pocket. She was vegan before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think vegan would eat meat because she's the meat. Yeah. So but, saying, like, like, she didn't want to eat meat. She didn't want to eat fish or I don't know. She don't, they don't, she she don't like when you hit the fish though. <laughs> I keep hitting them anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's me just, it, and like, in your health bar keeps getting smaller and smaller. I like, guess each day passes that you're on yeah. the raft, you'll have less health. You'll he keep losing health because he's not eating. I don't just it's a very depressing part for me. Like when I was a kid, I remember being like, this is really sad. And, and nothing's yeah, happening. He must have really internalized that one. I think so. And nothing's happening. Like nothing's going on. Nothing is you're nothing's, just sitting there. You have no idea if, if anybody's coming for you because nobody knows you're even out there. It's pretty ballsy of a game of that era to to pull something like this where you're just there's no action or anything. It's just downtime. Yeah. And when the sharks come, you just sit there and watch the sharks come. Yeah, for entirely too long. Yeah, that part was too long. I had to look up what to do, and I'm like, they're like, do nothing. I'm like, well, I've been doing nothing for a few minutes already. <laughs> On it. It's, it, it, it's, I think it's cool setup, like the whole, like this game, it's just not your, it's a much different type of action RPG. It's not a game meant to really, like, make you just keep 
plain. Like it's more of a, a game for you to enjoy, but you know, it has more thought provoking moments. That's I think what I want to say. I'll give you that. I mean, this like, is also where Will talks about how he's developing feelings for Kara. Kara's an idiot. Yeah, as he this is something we haven't mentioned, like as he narrates his own story as he's going through his story. <laughs> oh, this is just Final Fantasy X then. Because yeah, he's, that's a, he's narrating the story and someone turned into a whale. That's, yeah, it's Final Fantasy X. Well, I guess at least in ten, <laughs> they catch up to Xanarkin and you're not playing the past anymore. You're actually caught up because they're at the campfire talking about it in this game. Right. That never happens. He's just narrating like in his brain and his or, or whatever he's doing the whole time. I, I like to imagine Will going. <laughs> been better than waiting on a raft, no. <laughs> I like to imagine uh, no. that all this narrating, he's just saying out loud. <laughs> like everyone's like, "What is wrong with Will? Why is he doing this?" <laughs> and I develop feelings for him. I mean, I'm right here, Will. And I don't. Yeah. Think I'm not so sure what you're doing. I'm right here, Will. Like, I... Realize I can hear you, Will. <laughs> I mean, this I is coming from a guy like that shape shifts too, so. Of Frigia, because Frigia is just, just like the first town you get to after the raft, where you like everything. Everything looks so beautiful, and there's like lily petals or something like leaves falling through the sky, which is a cool effect. And and you see mm. like, the, and this is when you first find out like the slave traders. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a the, lot the of dark underside of it. Yeah, uh-huh. that's when they introduce it, and and then your story starts to go in that direction. And you can turn in a slave too. Yeah, that's how you get one yeah, of the red jewels. Yeah, yep. I didn't do it so just because you could just be a pure asshole. <laughs> Will can be a pure asshole just for a jewel. Yeah, and I always thought Will didn't have pants on when I was a kid. I always thought he just wearing a blue dress for some reason. It looked like it looks like a tunic. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought that. I, I I forgot like how dark this game gets a little bit. Like the whole like whole slave thing, and then you have to do certain things, and then if you talk to the right people, and again, you know, if you have to talk to the right NPC, you'll find out that your friend is in a house when you go to the door that you went to before. And talk to him, he'll yell, "Will, I'm in here!" But he only will do that if you talk to a certain NPC otherwise. Earlier, it's yeah, because when you're on the raft, you get a letter from someone named Sam talking about being stuck as a, a slave. And then when you go to the the cell where the slaves are, you meet you meet Sam. Oh, OK. To, Sam tells you about Eric. Yeah. It's like Eric you was can, trying to break us out. You can even try to like buy a slave to you. You can go to the slave thing and they'll tell you to go home. Yeah. Guys like, oh, you look like you'd be a good slave. You'd be a slave and you have to say yes. He's like, ha, 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 you're funny. Go check out the merchandise. okay man it's really weird at times like it's kind of i I feel like it's kind of dark for a super nintendo game at times oh yeah and then after you when you get eric is when you have to go to no or is eric in the mines no eric's in the house you rescue eric then you go to the mine the diamond mine to go rescue the other prisoners yeah i have no the mines are a little annoying to me because you have to kind of go back and forth and get some keys i got a little lost down here yeah it's not too bad Except one of the prisoners is encased in a wall. You have to use the oh, psycho yeah. dash. That's what it was. I couldn't figure out. I mean, it does have like the Legend of Zelda thing where you hit you hit it and it makes a different sound. And you can see the the wind coming through the crack, ruffling Will's hair. That's oh, that's what it was. Clue. Okay, I think it does make a different sound when you hit it, though. Too pretty sure. And doesn't like Eric have no memories either? You have to go like re get his memories back. I think. Yeah, uh, is that now? I think. Yeah, you have to get a song. You get a song from the prisoners. That's why you rescue. You got to go there because you need the song mm. to re- restore his memory from the laborers. Yeah, that's right. It's an odd game. A little bit. No, not Eric. Lance can't remember. That's what it was. Lance, the one that got thrown off the ship, can't remember. Eric can't remember. Okay, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, Lance is the one with the green wording in this game. Well, that's how generic all your companions are. It's, they're <laughs> easily forgettable and can't remember who's who. 
Yeah. And like like you said, Rich, they try to give him some character development, but ultimately it just feels hollow. Like Lance yeah. falling in love with Lily just feels out of the blue. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just something they had to do something with the characters. Otherwise, they were a complete waste of time to put in, so they tried to throw them a little story, but other than that, they were relatively worthless. Yeah, they're, they you could done without them. I mean, I guess it's supposed to give, you know, Will more character development, I guess, but it doesn't really, like, I. they don't really matter. And then you run into Neil, the weird inventor oh. that is like your cousin, I guess? I think they say a cousin. But, but uh, he's dressed up like the raincoat killer from... Ah. <laughs> but it's not red. He must be a passionate man then. <laughs> he's dressed up like he's just, he's dressed up like Unbreakable. Yeah, there you go. That's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> a joke that we make. I like how we make jokes for ourselves. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Hopefully, there's someone out there that listens to every episode. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. there is that. my friend Watt. He listens to every episode. My condolences, Watt. <laughs> <sighs> So after you end up meeting Niels, when you get sent to, like, the secret of the condors, another part that really kind of got me, because I, I want to say this is based on something in real life, when you go see, like, this whole, like, rock formation, like, the drawing you can see from the sky, and it's a big bird, and you have to, like, uh, check a certain part of which is what leads to the Sky Garden. I don't remember what myth the Sky Garden is from, but I know it's from something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the, uh, the outline of the animals is real. I think yeah. you're referring to Skyward Sword. <laughs> They have not. Uh, Hanging Gardens of Babylon, maybe? Maybe. Because when I searched Sky Garden myth, that's what came up. Sure. So maybe that's what it, what it is. I mean, that's that's one of the seven wonders of the world, right? And then the Great Wall of China is one, too. So maybe that's where they're taking inspiration from. And that would make sense. Like, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon are considered well, one of the, you know, the ancient things in yeah. history. So I mean, and I mean that's the thing I like because everything there's so much stuff that's based on stuff from his, you know, history in this game. Right. Like Mu is a, is the hip, hypothetical continent that allegedly disappeared at the dawn of human history, which is huh. where we go to. So you you brought up a little earlier about how you didn't like the Sky Garden. We should talk about that since we're here. So the main part of the Sky Garden is there's this hub area where you're supposed to collect these four jewels and take them there, and each jewel is down a different path, but you have to go down a certain one to be able to turn into Frieden to get all the way to the end of the other ones. So like I went in clockwise from the right and the one all the way to the left is the one that turns you into Frieden. So like I went down each path to a dead end and then turned back and like, uh, it's just a pain. And then you go to the underside of the, the Island too. Yes. It's, I don't know. It's it what you're looking for though. is really cool. Oh, bad. Got it. Okay. Bad design. Oh, I like it. I like jumping <laughs> over and being on the on the on your side and where you get to hit a switch and affects the other side. Like things go up. I thought it was super damn cool. It is cool. It's just it's confusing to navigate. What about you, Rich? I don't know. I just followed the guide. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I went down the wrong path at first. I went like I think I went down the right one also. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like I, I think I'm misinterpreting the guide guide here. So I just went back, went to the left one in order and still what it said like it didn't say why to go in order and i didn't question it so i just went with it i went all the way i went right bottom right bottom left left and i had no issues huh guess guess what guide i actually used though game facts the hope oh something we used back in middle school that's a long old memory of the thought yeah back. i went to um rpg classics oh, oh i love that site that's a good site <laughs> i forgot that existed i used to love and that site I, when I looked up the guide, that was one that popped up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to use one from there. 
They appreciate the hit. Where I got the the red jewel guide that I used. I should have did that. I didn't follow a guide for the main game. That's probably why I had so much trouble. I I had a guide pulled up. I didn't use it too often. I needed it a little bit later in the game. I got stuck a couple times, but I tried to play without it for the most part, just because a lot of a lot of times in the dungeons you don't even really need them. In most cases, like maybe a spot here or there, but a lot of I'd read a little bit, then I just kind of wing it, and if I felt I needed it again, I'd go back to it. I just think mainly for the red jewel part, you you do need it because you will miss. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you have to periodically check for that too. A lot of this game for me is in my memory though, so that's why I didn't have a guide. I know I have almost this whole game. Like it's all there. I found out everything but well, the pyramid. The pyramid wasn't really in my head, but a lot of it was in my head. It's taking up all that room up there. Well, I can't remember <laughs> when you tell me to go to the store and get milk. There's too many. Like I can tell you how to play Xeno Gear from start to finish, but I can't tell you how to. I can't remember to get milk. But you can't tell us how to get through Chrono Cross. No, I can't do Cross. I can do Trigger. I could actually recite Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy Six from start to finish. I'm not going to, but I could. Yeah, we already did that in an episode. <laughs> At least Chrono <laughs> Trigger. Uh, <laughs> but those are games that are always engraved in my head for life because they mean so much to me. Yeah, Trigger and Ocarina that. are definitely two of them for sure. <sighs> yeah, I, not as much from Ocarina for me, but 64 sucks. <laughs> <sighs> not my favorite oh, system. Yeah. You're going to make me spew hate speech on Link to the Past <laughs> and keep it up. It's not the best system and it's hard to emulate. I think that's what hurts you more. It does hurt me because I can't buy them and <laughs> I can't emulate them, and I don't. Uh, I just don't like the system. As much. It is hard to, to emulate. I love that. So, what do you think of the Sky Garden boss, where you fight a giant bird with a with a mask on? I thought it was he, completely forgettable. <laughs> he was a complete pushover compared to the first yeah. boss. Well, when you do your boss run at the the end of the game, like you beat him in like five seconds. It's He's about, an easy boss. Yeah, that's about how I beat him in the first time. I just tanked his ass. Like he was dealing, he was hitting me, but I just kept hitting him with Frieden. He went down, no trouble. I didn't mind it. I was, I'm okay with the easy boss though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This game gets hard sometimes. You know, he goes down really fast. Even in the guy that I saw in the in the video that I'm watching right now, they beat him real fast. They beat him in like under a minute. He's super easy, and he doesn't have a lot of iframes. Like a lot of bosses in this game have iframes. He's just he's vulnerable most of the time. Or they teleport around the room when you hit him. He's also a really strange boss. And like, oh, one thing I have mentioned, as you beat each boss in the game, you get a mystic statue, which is just, it's just the, the token that you need in yeah. the rest of the game. The MacGuffin. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, I mean, I, I like them because I like this game and I like everything about this game almost. So, that's all I'm, that's why. <laughs> the nostalgic in me is very happy. The game gets really, like, oh, and then you have a, a really dumb part where you jump off the Sky Garden, get picked up on a plane, and for some reason, all your friends are hanging on the plane, too. Yeah, because Neil is this big inventor, and he invented a plane. Wouldn't you just leave every... I, I can understand Will jumping on the plane, but why is Kara on the plane? Lance is hanging on to the back fl- back fin of the plane. Eric's hanging on to part of the wing. Like, why? You gotta have all the friends. Uh, then they crash, I think? Or you the plane the plane crash or something happens? Yeah, I think it like, explodes or something? I can't. And how do you I'm looking at it right later now. on in the game? He has another plane that he promises won't explode this time. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Seaside Palace, though, like that part is oh, apparently where you. This is where you end up landing on the. This myth is based on the continent doesn't that doesn't exist. That continent they that they think was lost to time. Yeah, this dungeon sucks. Everything about this part sucks. Like you're in a seaside palace, which looks like it's underwater. You see all your friends that are like ghosts. You see skeletons that you can talk to, and you fight slimes or something that have no real purpose. This is where they first bring up the vampires. 
Mm. I hate the vampires. Yeah, they're the second to worst boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. I had a hard time. I had to look up a guide for this dungeon because I got lost. Because you have to run around like going up and down these stairs to find a key item, use the key item on a fountain, and then find the exit. Or no, find a key and then find the exit. I had a really hard time with this place. And, and this is not even a dungeon, really. This is just you running around in like a place that's mostly safe. Oh yeah, I was referring to the actual dungeon in Moo. Dungeon sucks too. Yeah, talk about the the water temple. Lowering the water levels was a real pain in the ass. I had a hard time with Moo because, like, one of the, the chests that you need or the items that you need are invisible. You have to look where two statues are looking at each other and then press the A button. I actually I mean, figured that out on my own this time. The game will tell you. Yeah. But I had a hard time with it. I guess the vampires are kidnapping people and eating them or something, I guess, at the point of this. What, what's going on here before you purify the fountain? Yeah, that's what vampires do. They eat people. Yeah. So I think that's it. I, I don't really say drain their blood, though. I'm pretty sure they don't say that. They just something about eating them, I think. It's probably Nintendo censoring. Yeah, like you know, when in Earthbound, you weren't going to bars; you were going to cafes. They weren't they weren't drunk on beer; they were drunk on milk. Yeah, <sighs> I I don't like move. I I'm really not a fan of the water area, like you like you said, raising and lowering the water, and not a fan at all of this dungeon. Not not a fan of the golems you got to fight. I do not like this place. No, not at all. Not my place. Those golems do a ton of damage; so they spin at you. You don't get free dan for a long part of this part either. Uh. Uh-uh. And even then, even after you get him, you have to switch back to Will Lock to use the slide. Yeah, which I, I don't. You can, and I mean, you can get Frieden for the boss. But you have to go out of your way to get him to go back to where the boss fight is. I did not do that because I just but, cheated with safe states. But by now, you have Dark Friar, which is the dark power that the Dark Knight Frieden uses, as the description tells you. <sighs> Unfortunately, you're not kidding. It's a dark. It's a dark ability that you use dark power for. <laughs> <laughs> How Moo is very strange. Like even when you get like you get these little statues or you put them in in the fountains and like all these ghosts come out and like talk to you and then you continue and you lower the water. Like, it's very strange area. A little bit. It's probably it's pre- it's one of the creepier areas too. Especially when I I didn't I couldn't remember what Moo was. I I knew I heard a Moo, but I'm like, what the hell is Moo? And I'm I, like, as we said before, I love history and I I love myths. Like that's why I like this game. I like the fact that it took myths and try to put them in a game. Moo is what Cal say. Someone had to make that joke. <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> oh, I'm hurt. Very hurt. Uh, it's just not a. And the vampires, the vampires are not fun either. Like that's it's just a, such an annoying boss fight. Yeah. Like I used up every every herb I had on them. Oh, and their names are Jack and Sylvania. Interesting. I didn't know it until I read it online. I had no idea. Nope. They sure don't tell you in the game. Also, the fight has a like it has a timer for some reason. They they took your friend Eric, tied him up with rope, and put a giant bomb right behind him. Not attached to him, just right behind him. Big cartoon bomb. Yeah, and then so the whole fight you have a timer. Yeah, like the fight's point. not annoying enough. No, you're in a they you have two different enemies that are shooting projectiles at you constantly. You have like a little area to run around in with paths that you can only travel on these certain paths because there's this way they, they built it. It's very, very annoying. Yeah, because they can shoot pillars of fire that go down the path, too. Yeah, like Bomberman. Right. Yeah, exactly. Very Bomberman. I mean, they have an attack that homes at you, too. If you're not in the top right area or the top area of the map, it will come after you and hit you. It does a lot of damage. This game likes homing attacks, especially later on. They also have those like, orb shields that go around them, that spin around them. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. very annoying. It's not a fun fight. I could, nope. I mean, I could have done without it. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just... 
I, it's the fight that I know when I played this before, I had to cheat on. Not this part, but when you do the refight, I had to cheat because I could not get past it. Not within a good amount of health. Oh, we also haven't talked about the herbs. Throughout this game, you would get a, a a finite amount of herbs you can get from chests, and you can hold, you can keep them and save them, or you only you only get so many you can never buy them in this game because there is no currency, which I don't like because it's like it really makes you not want to use them. They don't even refill your health completely either that you can hide yeah. in the game. Yeah, Spe- better... Speaking of, there's no currency in the game. I-, I thought that was a bit weird overall. Like for an RPG, especially that era where you're there's no stores to buy anything, you can't buy yeah. items, you can't spend money. Like very weird. You just get red jewels, you know, which yeah. you give to a guy. And if you don't get all fifty, you don't get the secret dungeon, which you get nothing for completing. I mean, you get a few upgrades, right? Uh, I mean, you get for up to thirty gems, you get upgrades, and then the last twenty, you don't get anything. But I mean, in the dungeon, you get upgrades, though, right? No, nope. What? No, because it's only it's one big room, and even killing all the enemies doesn't get you an upgrade. So what, what is the it fuck for? Is the, point the dungeon. The fight the boss from Soul Blazer, I guess. I don't know. It's it's real dumb. Wow, you you made me happy. I never done it now. <laughs> and I also find this part like after Moo when they they go into like caves, and there's another part that's kind of depressing uh, where you're just like they're starting to they're eating mushrooms, kind of like starving, and just walking through yeah, the tunnel for eight yeah. days. Another like filler moments. Oh, Longer than that, I want to say it was like weeks. Yeah, it was Easy weeks down here. Yeah. Okay. I they go through a lot of really depressing moments in this game, though. Like it's kind of odd for a Super Nintendo game. I felt like. Oh, this is when Seth talks to you too. When because you're you're in you're in the ocean. Okay. Uh huh. He starts banging on the wall in Morse code. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I try to forget about this. It's one of the dumber parts. And again, like I'm watching it right now, and you're talking about with the text. The text is just so slow. Mm-hmm. It likes I to build the tension. Well, think about this, Mike. I know you're bringing up that, you know, it took a lot of chances by being dark and whatnot, but think of the games that are better that have done very similar things in a better way. Like Trigger, Chrono actually dies. You also see the end of the world when you go to the future. Yeah. You, you have FF6 where the world actually ends and you're in the middle of it. Yeah, Kefka, win- Kefka wins. But just pull off so much. So much better. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, again, you're comparing, you know, the best gems ever to something else. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it's just to me, it was just kind of like the way they do it is very in your face at times. And it just really it was something that stuck with me. Well, they they force you to pay attention because you cannot do anything else but mm-hmm. suffer through <laughs> what they're going through. It's a very linear game. Oh, okay. It's a month they're in the tunnel. You're right, Mike. No. I thought it was shorter than that. And the the angel tribe to me was really strange. Like I didn't know if that was supposed to be based on something, like another myth of these people that they call angels that aren't really angels; they're just people living in in the darkness. This but they hard. also evolved different, correct? I mean, based on what they say, they're they're what humanity is supposed to be. I for, no, he is right. There's something they do say. I can't remember because I didn't talk to them, but I have talked to them in the past, and I know I t- I know there's something. I know you're you're referencing something that is accurate. I just can't remember what's special about them or what's different about them. Or it felt like filler. Like, the game's not long enough. We need to have you go through this confusing memory test thing to find Kara, who's turned into a painting for some reason. I don't know. It just it felt tacked on. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I don't know if Ishtar, the painter, is that based on something other than just, you know, because so much of this game is based on stuff. Yeah. It is not. When you type in Ishtar, the painter, nothing comes up. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Ishtar is something there's a goddess, Ishtar. But I don't know. I'm sure it's based on something with the Angel Village, 
I'm sure there's some myth that they were pulling from. <clears throat> I just not one I was familiar with because so much of this game is you know based on myths. Or maybe that was just their interpretation or reference to angels in general. Could be. I don't. I don't think they share emotion. There's something that they do that they're different. They don't have emotion either. Like okay, they, they wish they did. Even though they they're involved in art, they have zero emotion. Okay. I think that's maybe one way they express their emotion is through the art. That memory puzzle is just odd. Where like you walk in the game and then you have you have a little cursor you have to pick like what's different. Mm-hmm. It's. Very, I liked it, but it's very different. Again, I just. I, you are right, though. It does feel like filler where the painter just and then he just he becomes paint. You save care and the game continues on. Yeah. It's like they had to bridge this area and the next area somehow. So uh, put a weird painter in there. <clears throat> and you go to the floating city. Water Mia. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a like fan. a name from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest where everything's really on the nose. I'm like, glad you actually uh, brought that up because this entire game feels like a sequel to it. <laughs> The whole time I'm playing, and I'm like, this feels like Mystic Quest Part 2. And Mike, maybe that's why you like it so much, because I know how much you love Mystic Quest. Yeah, this game's hard to Mystic Quest, but I do like Mystic Quest a lot. Yeah, that's why I feel like this is the next step up. Like, this is Part 2. It will 100% be on the show someday. Oh, God, that's going to be interesting. I've beaten it before. I'm sure I could do it again. You just got to play it on your phone with time and two speed. It goes a lot better. It's a slow game. Surprised you actually did that. I've beaten multiple games on my phone like that. So why would you play that one? Was it for a podcast? Another podcast? No, I just played it because I wanted to. <laughs> I was really podcast. hoping you weren't going to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that game. I played that game like, I, I think I beat at least four or five times throughout my life so far. It's a good it RPG. And even at 12 years old, I was like, I never want to play this again. You could say it's a good game. You can't say <laughs> it's a good RPG. <laughs> it's a good RPG. I said it again. I will stand by that. <laughs> So the, I, I'm a big fan of Water Me. I think Water Me is a beautiful city, even though I would never live there because I'm terrified of having a house near water. <laughs> but you get to play Russian roulette on the full moon. Okay, that part is really freaking dark. <laughs> it's another dark part of the game where you, I think it's a little bit after, but you go to gambling. There's the people gambling. You have to get something from the gambler. You need, oh yeah, you need um you need the, the crooks, which are camels. Yeah. And in order to get it from this gambler, or you're not, I don't know why you're even doing it for that. You go to gamble, and their version of Russian roulette, they drink, they have six cups. One cup has poison, uh, some, and one, and the rest have water or something else. And you're drinking, and it's always the same cup has poison, I found mm-hmm. out by reading the guide. So as long as you just don't drink that one cup, he'll never cut, he'll be fine. And after you win, like there's only one cup left, he drinks it anyway and dies. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to lose. You can't break my perfect record, and then dies. It's kind of dark. The people are we're trying to hold him back. She's like, no, don't do it. You know what's in there. He's like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm a man. And killed himself. Yeah, it's really, really dark. So it, it's pretty much suicide by pride. Yeah, <laughs> they show exactly. In that point. Yeah. It, it's, I, I don't think I realized how dark it was So when I played at this point. Then you go to his widow, and she's like, you can have his. He gave you his, his camos, like, because you won. I'm just like, what? Aren't they more like kangaroos? Don't they kind of hop? They're like a mix between the two, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, and how convenient is that? Like, oh, he just happens to have the right amount of kangaroo camels that you need. He might, you know, <laughs> oh, this is where Lance meets his, his father, too. Isn't there a whole scene where Lance tells Lily he loves her at this point? She turns Yeah, and she, like, pieces yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's... And then uh, you go to the... Is this the Great Wall of China dungeon? Yes, which is a good dungeon. Yeah, it's fine. It's decent. The boss is kind of blah, but the dungeon, I, I again, more, you know, I mean, another, you know, wonder in the Great Wall, and I, I like that you get to go there. And But the game kind of tricks you where you won't know to go there because Lance mm-hmm. disappears, and you have to check your inventory to find a note he left in your inventory. 
Yeah, this is where I finally had to look up a guide because I talked to everyone in town. It wouldn't let me go anywhere else. I'm like, what the hell do I do? And the guide's like, hey, you check your you check Lance's note. I'm like, what? No, what are you talking about? It's in your inventory. Okay, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Yeah, to me, that's kind of odd because like, most people, I feel, like, wouldn't think to do that. Why is, I, mean, I know I wouldn't have. Why is Lance slipping notes in your pocket? I like how he even says, I don't think you, you probably won't even notice this. Like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> Well, okay. Lance seems to be a creepy-ass guy. I mean, that's why the girl ended up taking off. <laughs> anyway. Well, women don't appreciate you say I love you too quickly. You know, like on your, like, maybe in the first month you know her and you just tell her you love her and she's like, okay. You know? Well, when you're stuck in a cave for four weeks, you, you start to go a little crazy. <laughs> I I mean, I think it's cool they put the little love relationships in here, even though they're, com- as, as Bill would say, Bill Tucker, completely unearned. Unearned, yeah. But it... I, I, as a kid, I thought it was cool. As an adult, I still have no problem with it. Like, a lot of time has passed since the start of the game, and you wouldn't know that if the game didn't tell you, because it's just really unconveyed otherwise. Because hey, this whole adventure, I think, is a, it's a, it is a decent amount of time that they're traveling in between stuff. Like, even when you go from, like, a town to another spot, it's not supposed to be, like, as instant like it looks on your map. It takes them a day or so to travel. Yeah, because when you leave Watermia to go to wherever you're going next, I think Neil says it's, like, a three-day walk by Kruk. It's not nothing short. And the whole reason why Lance goes to the Great Wall of China is I think he's looking for an antidote to bring back his father's memory because the father can't remember anything. Yeah, one of the I think one of the NPCs says that the something that the centipede boss secretes secretes uh, restores memory or heals the sick or something. So I think it's memory or something. Else. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> I just know it's some issue. That you that you go here to save, and my question is, how the hell did Lance get all the way to the boss without getting killed? Yeah, no crap. Can he do the whirlwind sprint too that you get here? He must, because he got over the little ramps that you can't just <laughs> climb on, you know. And then he, you get a necklace that because he, he's breaking. He made her a necklace and he's dropping stones so you can find, I guess, or whatever the hell he's up to. I don't know. I, don't know. <sighs> I like the I like the sprite soul in the Great Wall China. I really like the soldiers that shoot arrows at you. They are really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a standout monster moment uh, of that entire dungeon for me. Well, also, I felt like it's a reference to the... Well, it definitely is a reference to the uh, the Dragon's Tomb or whatever. Not Dragon's Tomb. The, the Emperor's Tomb in history, the one that had all like, the clay the clay soldiers that they found. No. Because you go to a part, you see clay soldiers at the bottom of this area. And Hell some yeah. come to life and attack mm-hmm. you. Or if you hit them in the face like I did and make them come to life, they attack you so you can kill them and get more power-ups. Yeah, exactly. Is this to. where the eye, eyeball lasers are? Is that the pyramid? No, this has the fireballs that shoot fire at you. Does that count? No, the You're talking about the un- blue things. Yeah, the unblockable lasers. That yeah. That's the pyramid. Okay. Now, the tornado ability is really stupid. I couldn't forgot to use it at first because I, I didn't notice what she... I didn't understand what she said where you have to hold down A and then tap L and R. I just could not get it to work at first. Yeah, she doesn't say you have to alternate tapping L and then R and back and forth. I had to Google. Just, yeah, me too. Okay, so it wasn't just me. I thought maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Nope. It's the game. It's Super Nintendo era. They don't want you to know how to do something. Maybe then you... They don't want you to rent the game. They want you to buy the game. So the object is to make it take longer. I think this game came out in 2002 or something. (sighs) (laughs) A much better year, 94. True. And there's another part where he jumps down a huge hole and you think his legs would be broken. Certainly not well enough to fight a boss. Will should not be okay in this game. (sighs) I think the Great Wall of China is probably my favorite dungeon, though. I like it because, because it's the wall. It's very linear. It's not going... Between multiple rooms is just going left and right. Which was nice. Yeah. And a little bit of up and down, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
a lot of up and down, but it's still it's still a very interesting dungeon. It's not too complicated. It's not super confusing or anything. I think it's a very good dungeon. Yeah, I think it. it I would agree. It is one of the best. Yeah. The boss is a giant worm, which is kind of annoying. He's not yeah. that hard. No, it's just tedious because you can only hit yeah. him. He's so fast, you can only hit him at certain times. He reminded me of the boss from Fusion that we fought. That gives you the speed booster. That stupid worm. I have no recollection of this event. <laughs> it was like three <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I guess it's longer than that, but still. It's longer than that, but I, I can't remember. But yeah, he's not bad. You just hang out at the bottom of the screen and attack when you can. He, and he makes little babies that he shoots out that then shoot things at you, but you can kill them pretty quickly. And it, But he, I still I had fun fighting him. Yeah. I just thought he was stupid, but I still had fun fighting him. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely worse bosses in the game. <sighs> We're about to, we design, and, design and difficulty. Wait, is he not in the refights? He's in the refights. Was he? He, he is, just yeah. died super quick in the refights because at least when I fought him, he just did the same thing over and over again where he just sat there and opened up his mouth to shoot little babies at me and I just beat the shit out of him real fast. Yeah, he's super in the, easy in the refight. In the, in the regular fight, he likes to run around a lot and make babies, so you're constantly just, you have small windows to hit him in. Yeah. And it makes it take a lot longer than it should. In the original, oh. your attack range isn't as wide as, as it is when you're using Shadow. Yeah, you're the best character in the refights anyway, so that helps. It's not. Yeah, the refights, but they're all stronger, though, too. Mm-hmm. I can't. So after you end up going to, I got to pull up my guide here. So after, oh, we, okay, the, so after the Great Wall, you have the Mountain Temple. <sighs> this part. No, you go to some town. You go to a town, right? Yeah, don't you go to the the abandoned village, in quotations? I thought that's a little bit later. I think that's. God, the end of the now? game all kind of blends together. Might be. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't it, Dao or Abandoned Village. Like, I, don't, I, don't I think it's Dao you go to and then you No, yeah, because you have the you go to the you go to the town, you talk to, like some stupid guy that he's like musicians that tell you, hey, there's something on this mountain with the, with mushrooms or something. You go to some giant mushroom place. Oh yeah. That that place you I forget why you go there, but it feels complete that felt like complete filler. You gotta go get the teapot. What the hell is a teapot for, though? <laughs> oh, it uh, it c- cuts through the illusions of, like, spirits. Oh, yeah, because, okay, you, you go to Ural's a town, and this is where you find Neil's parent, yeah. parents, in quotations, that are, <laughs> that are owned like this. I felt like, to me, the India Trade Company, what they're referencing from history. Yeah, could be. And they're in, in- India. That's kind of really what it felt like to me. You're like, oh, we're not from around here. And we started this company and we're famous and we make a lot of money. And it just really hit India trade to me. And then you go to the teapot. I forget why you were trying. To, why are you trying to get rid of illusions, though? Uh, don't remember. I think it's one of the NPCs says so there's something weird about Neil's parents. OK, I can't remember. Oh, and there is a really stupid puzzle I didn't do where you can wait. There's people you see waiting in line and you can and you can actually wait in line for three and a half minutes oh. and you get a you get a red jewel and a power up for your dark fryer ability, I think. Yeah, which you can also get from the red jewels. But it's I like, hear I, if I'm correct. I mean, I heard this from like one YouTuber. He was saying that the power up for the dark fryer ability from the jewels is better than the one you get from the waiting in line. Huh? I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what he was saying. But I I know the one you get from the jewels was pretty damn powerful. When I first saw it, I was like trying to dodge it because I didn't know if it it came from my power. I don't think I ever got it. It uh, it makes Dark Fryer split into four and then they kind of like circle out. It's pretty useful. I didn't bother to get that many red jewels, I guess, then. 
I used the crap out of it in the the mushroom area. Oh yeah, I really don't like mushroom area. I got stuck there. I had to look up a guy because I just couldn't figure out where to go. Because you have to you get an item and you have to use this item on vines that are kind of broken to make the vines get longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and s- spider enemies are bullshit. The only reason I know that because I looked at I was I looked at the menu just looked in the menu looked at the mushroom to see the description that said that I'm like oh I would have never figured out otherwise. Mm-hmm. That was nice at least tells you but it's again it's I was looking for because I was confused what the hell to do. It's a very odd dungeon with no boss and I don't like it. Yeah, you have to like keep the, on though. the design of it, like the the visual design of it, but everything else about it, not a big fan. Again, more sadness. When you get the teapot, you find out that Neil's parents are both dead. He's talking to ghosts. Right, yeah. That's Which he just... seems to kind of brush off. Like He doesn't really cover that, I feel, during the rest of the game. Yeah, he's just kind of like, oh, you need to leave me alone. Will's like, quit being a little bitch about it, and then yeah. you leave. <laughs> yeah, You're kind of an asshole. Yeah, he takes he over the company, like... and then that's it. And, oh, and yeah, and then Will and he's narrating like, oh. himself. He's like, oh, he's just... Oh, there goes Neil just dealing with his bullshit again. So his parents are <laughs> not real. God, man, get over your dead parents. It happened like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> then you see him later and he's just like, yeah, sorry, I lost my cool. Will's like, yeah, man, God, get it together. Right. <laughs> and this is where your good buddy Eric has a really dumb cop. Man, I, I hope I don't know, get lost looking for the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Some real groan-inducing characters in that game. Hey, Neil's parents is a better twist than uh, the binary domain next week. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about that game when we get there. Uh, I've got week. some things. So, <sighs> we'll, we'll get there. And th- this is when you then go to and then another, another depressing moment. So after you find out that Neil's parents are dead, Neil doesn't go with you anymore. Lily and Lance got together because he told her he loved her and she and then he got the, and he gave her a necklace and she for, she was able to make, you know, make sense of it all and uh, yeah, they they stayed in Wartermia too to take care of uh, Lance's dad. I mean, hey, it's a cool town. I mean, I could never live there because, like I said, I'm terrified of things flooding because my basement, when I live in the basement, flooded multiple times. So I would not want to live on a raft. But you know what? It is pretty. You're not prone to seasickness. The seasickness type of part. My my worry is having all your stuff get flooded. <laughs> Just float away. You come out. One morning and the rest of the town's gone. <laughs> hey, I, 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 the, the coming home to like like a foot of water or probably when the foot maybe it's like five inches, six inches oh. of water in your basement is not when a very fun it, experience. When you think about it, that town, uh, they actually had they were built on stilts, weren't they? The Something the homes. Like that. Is that so what people say? Actually, well, no, I mean when you go in the houses in that water, water mia or whatever, yeah, you, you gotta climb yeah. a ladder to get up there in oh, each house. Point. Yeah. So you're not really going to find a lot of flooding unless the water level is really rising. Yeah, their method of transportation are giant lily leaves that they float around on. I've been traumatized by water, sir. Can't you tell? <laughs> oh, it's like I'm breakable again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he can drown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he did. I, I've never saw the rest of that of that trilogy. In the I want to see I feel it's worth watching. Just the ending of the last one is disgusting. Mm, okay, maybe one. I've only seen Unbreakable. I never saw Split or the. I don't even remember or Mr. Glass, but someday. Yeah, it's worth I it. I have to. Big fan of Unbreakable. I even bought it at a Sun Coast for like more money than I should have paid for the DVD at one point. I remember that. So all right. So you after you multiple so, copies of that too. Uh, (laughs) i have bought multiple copies of this game i should say since you mentioned multiple copies i actually bought this game on the wii i think twice i'm pretty sure this was on the wii virtual shop at one time 
don't know. I, maybe I'm hallucinating and I'm confusing. I was a little surprised it wasn't on the, the Switch. Like, I was looking for it on there. Yeah, Illusion of Gaia. It's not... Eh. No, okay, it never went on the Wii. Never mind, I'm confusing with other games. Yeah, it never got... I don't think it ever got re-released. Kind of surprised it wasn't on the SNES Mini. It's not a well-known game. I feel like I hear. hear I mean, even though it. I never played it, I I definitely heard about it before. You were friends with I me. Did. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I try to get you to play this game multiple times. I don't, I, I feel like I could have appreciated it more back then. I'm surprised I never got you to play this or Soul Blazer. Yeah, you never. Uh, as many games as you pushed on me, those were never ones I I remember you pushing on me. Surprised. Huh, okay, so after you end up. You do that. You're. I think now it's just you and Kara is the team that you're with, and the pig is still alive for now. And this is when you go to the <laughs> native <now>. village. <laughs> uh, I think you have Eric. No, I think Eric's gone too. No, wait, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Eric's with you. Eric's an idiot. He's gonna be that third wheel. Out of all your companions, I guess Eric has the least development, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about that guy. He doesn't do anything. He has red hair. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do anything. This is when you go you go to the native village because you're trying to find where all like where the lot of the labor the slaves came from. Even they just call them laborers in this game. And I that's feel like you that was here. Nintendo's censorship on mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. For sure. And I wanna say the laborers are being taken or the slaves are being taken for the company Neil's parents work for her own. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because yeah. again, that's why I think it was the I can't remember if India Trade Company had slaves, but I'm assuming they probably did. That's why I felt like a, a reference to that too. We'll just watch the Pirates movies again. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. They love to talk about the East India trade companies. Yeah, okay, they did, they did participate in the slave trade no matter what. So, I, I really think that's what they were talking I really, to me, all I could think of is the East, Tradia, East India trade company. Mm-hmm. East India company, because it just, to me, it makes sense. Because they were a giant company back then. That's how yeah. I took it. But this part is really dark, where like, they're all, they all come out, like, you, you go to rest in the house... And then all, and then you end up waking up, and they're like, "Oh, you know, Hamlet, why are you touching me like that?" And all of a sudden, you get beat up and tied up by by all these natives that are starving. Yeah, and forget Neil's stupid ghost parents. This is the most traumatizing part of the game, where Hamlet sacrifices himself by jumping into a fire to save you and your stupid friends. <laughs> it works though. Yep. And then we see the spirit of Will's mom come out of the pig. Yeah, that was also really strange. <laughs> I, I did not get that. So I'm telling you, like story wise, um, I want to say after the Great Wall, I just kind of started to turn the switch off. Like I, I just didn't, I didn't care about what was going on anymore at that point, and that's one reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I mean, I don't find this part that sad. I know a friend of mine who like who likes this game a lot. He's like, man, it's sad. I'm like, eh, I didn't like the pig, so. <laughs> I mean, you think they still would have... And who frees you? Does your mother, when she the spirit unties you? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, they were still going to... I mean, they were probably still going to eat you. Like, why wouldn't you eat, eat you? Yeah, really. I already got you tied up. Yeah. It feels, like a Jim, feels like a Jim Gaffigan bit explaining the plot. It's like, okay, you got your friends. One of them turns into a whale. What? And then your yeah, mom's right. in a pig. <laughs> What's happening? What? what oh, it's going to get weirder. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Angkor Wat with the next dungeon uh, you go to. Well... Yeah, because I think you go in the room and you find yeah you yeah you go to Angkor Wat. This dungeon is very has a lot of enemies and has enemies that are very different. You have these they're called zombies. I thought they were invincible, where they have a little head they shoot at you. Mm-hmm. You have to hit the head enough like four times, and then the then the body gets a health bar. And you can hit the health, and I and I always thought they were just invincible at first. It's a no. long dungeon too, a very complicated dungeon. I felt the enemies do a ton of damage too. 
And you got the the bush one. The guys look like the bushes that are outside. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're a little greener, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I should say at some point, I don't remember when, but in this game, there is a dog named Turbo also, which is a reference to Soul Blazer. And every every Quintet game has, well, at least of the three of the children, you have a dog named Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember where he is in this one. Uh, he's, I think after you get off the raft, the dog named Turbo outside, I found you. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. In Soul Blazer, he's the mayor of a town. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. It's a much better character. Well, when humans become whales and moms <laughs> come out of pigs, I mean, not that far-fetched. <laughs> I don't know. Angkor Wat is just so long. It, it's it's one of those, It felt like it was just too long. for. It felt like filler. I didn't like how long it was. Yeah, I You was, get a lot of power-ups, which is nice, but it's too long. I was definitely ready for the game to be over by this point. Like, Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't bother me too much, but it, it is longer than I like. And then I think I forget what item you get in there, though. You get some item that you can then use. To, oh, you get the Gorgon flower, which then you use to there's three girls that were turned into stone in the little town earlier than you saved them. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you to go somewhere else, I think, because all this game involves like you have something that happens and you find, oh, go here and go here. You're just trying to I think you're trying you're just trying to get all these mystic statues and get to the Tower of Babel. The whole point of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we should mention that we we kind of have ta- we have talked throughout steps about the red jeweler who gives you who you find these red jewels throughout the game. Well, also you have to find the NPC. He's in every town, but he's a different NPC every time. You need to yeah. talk to him in order to get the upgrades from it. <laughs> I didn't know you could actually use the gems in your inventory to send them to him one by one. Yep, I discarded a few of them because I didn't know that either before I found Ooh. out. Oh. <laughs> Um, when I first used them, like very early on in the game, I did that and I was like, oh shit, I wasted them. Like, I didn't understand they were going to him at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get a lot of inventory spot and they make you carry a bunch of items throughout the game. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter until you get to what, the pyramid when you get those tablets. Otherwise, you, it, the management isn't too hard. Unless you have a lot of herbs. I do like the point early in the game where they try to clear out some of it. The guy's like, hey, give me that prison key and that old song. You won't need them anymore. <laughs> Okay. Is this Resident Evil? <laughs> this item is no longer useful. Oh, one of the red jewels is hidden in a piece of grass in a corner. Also, mm-hmm. like, it's just really weird stuff where these red jewels are. That's why, like I said, you can you you will not find them unless you have a guide. Unless you're clicking on every little thing, which nobody is. Well, maybe yeah, somebody this, is. This isn't a point and click. <laughs> uh, and then you go to the. I like the pyramid. I think the pyramid is a, a good a good part a good dungeon in the game. Okay. It's a bit long, um, but I I did like it. This is where you also get. It's also funny you go like you go in the room at the top of the pyramid and you talk to a guy. Says, "Oh, hey, there's looks like there were tablets here." And I think and you have you get Will's journal at so, when you get Will's journal. I didn't have it, so I, I don't know. It was not in my inventory. I don't forget. Oh no, I think it. You get it from the um, when you get to Dow. Oh yes, you talk to a man. Too. He gives it to you. How did you? You don't need it, I guess. Uh. You I need follow, it to put up the tabs. I mean, yeah. I guess you don't you don't have to have it. I guess if you know, I had to I had to pull up a walkthrough that showed where they go. Okay, I I was just able to read the journal and follow it like I was playing Uncharted and it worked. That's what made me think it was Uncharted. Yeah, it's it's a very Uncharted thing to do. <laughs> this is hey, maybe Uncharted got uh, inspiration from Illusion of God. Maybe it's a <laughs> spiritual successor. <laughs> I missed the part where Nathan Drake uses a flute to bash enemies, though. I think uh, Nathan's. Middle name is actually Will. <laughs> Pretty sure it's uh, Francis. 
it is Francis, isn't it? Drake, Francis Drake. Or uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. And like the pyramid. Okay. Like you go in this room, the guy tells you, but the guy disappears a little bit later after you start getting some of the tablets. So you get, you, you get the, you see a little dark save point portal. This is when you get the best form you get, which is shadow, which is just a glowing blue guy that like a flaming ball of energy. Yeah. But they don't. And the weirdest thing is that they don't like you get an ability, but the way you get the abilities, instead of giving you like ability, you hold down a, you, they give you an item in your inventory that lets you pass through the ground. Yeah. yeah. You only pass through certain ground where there's more stone showing. It's awesome. I, I just happened to pull up my inventory and saw the aura item. I'm like, oh, that's how you do that? That's weird. It sucks that they don't give you this character until the last dungeon. Yeah, Let's I really talk wish he was that. earlier in the game. Bring up. Like, you get him for the last, like, what, 10% of the game or less? Mm-hmm. Less, probably. 5% or whatever it is. Like, that's, this that's this dungeon in the refights. And you can see, you can see the whole time, like when you're going into the dark spaces, you see the spot where Guy is, you see the spot where Frieden is, and then you always see that third spot, and it's like, you you know, you know you're getting something else. It's like, well, mm-hmm. when is this shit happening? Way and too it late. doesn't happen until way at the end of the game. So, I, yeah, that was kind of a waste on that one. Yeah. Like, the whole time I was playing the game, I felt like, oh, man, this would be so much cooler if I had, you know, a couple more things I could transform into, you know, not not in the sense of Ape Escape. But you know, like a couple more, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get it till in the game. Guy is like, here, here's your your final upgrade. It's the heart ring, so you can be like Mati. Thanks, Gaia. I don't get this reference. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. Wheeler's got fire, and he gets heart. Like that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> the show sucks. So what do you expect? They <laughs> can take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my powers combined, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Unless you throw pollution on me. <laughs> oh, he hit me with yeah. a sheet of paper and he crumpled up. Oh, I'm not going to be okay. A crushed can. <laughs> you know, I feel like that would, a crushed can would have hurt him, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. It's pollution, right? <laughs> just pick up a can and drop it on the ground. Just right in front of him, he crushed a can and throw it on the ground. He just holds his chest like, oh. <laughs> uh, who would have thought we were going to talk about Captain Pine on this episode? <laughs> or that that's kind of, kind did you did. know like when you think of duke nukem you think of a guy killing aliens but there's actually duke nukem and captain planet yeah there oh yeah yep <laughs> there's two wouldn't that be against copyright though i don't know i'd like to see what how that legal battle went yes and apparently not very well because he's still on the show but then again maybe nobody cares all right well i think so, i think he predated i think he predated the other duke the video game yeah. duke nukem but i don't know the question that I'm yeah well captain I'll ask Adam about that. He's got an in for us. All right, so... Man, I can't believe I'm looking this up right now to find out your answer. Are you looking it up? <laughs> I am. God. <laughs> You're saving me the research. Great. I'm trying to find the year of Duke Nukem in... In gaming? It's not working out very well on Captain Planet. Oh, the gaming one should have been the early 90s, and he would have been somewhere in the 80s, so... Okay. Yeah, it's... A, well, it's Captain not Planet a... came out when? Like, around 1990? Duke probably... I think even all the games that. came out... I think so. I don't know about that. I thought it was very early 90s, and the Duke Nukem was like a couple years, or the games were a couple years after. I can't find anything. I found he's in season he's in season one through three, and I found the name of the first episode, but I can't find a year, and I don't really want to start going through all these episodes all right. to find out stuff like that. After this podcast, I'm digging that shit up. Captain Planet was 1990. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. And then Duke Nukem, the games were probably like, what, 92-ish on PC? <laughs> I thought they were earlier than that. I'm sorry, listeners. We ended up on a, <laughs> a thing we were not go looking for. But Captain Planet was 1990. Duke Nukem was 1991. Okay. Ooh, so, we yeah. have it. 
<laughs> there we go. It from Close that loop. <laughs> All right. So if we were supposed to be talking about illusion of a guy for the people that are still here listening to us. Now that we solved that mystery. Um, the pyramid is a very unique dungeon because you're going down through through the floor. You have to get these six tablets, which are in different hallways. You have to. You can kind of do them in in somewhat a different order, but you do need a certain ability from one of them, I think, or something. I know I got. I know I had to. Fo- I got stuck. And I had to go through and follow the guide a little bit. I, I did it all in order. I went from the first door all the way to the sixth. Okay, you um, can do that. I started on the right side, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. Right. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think it actually really matters because as long um, as you're there using was a the, the correct transformation. I had to hit a switch in a different one that activated a, a, mm. a, a bridge on the other one. I think I just went through them randomly. Oh, there is one you have to do something differently, but it's only one. And there's a couple rooms where you actually have to switch off between Will and Shadow to actually get some red jewels. Which is annoying. You have to do it just to succeed, too. To get through it, you have to have Will for a couple, for one or two of them. Yeah, you have to, like, specifically, Will will be better for some. Like, you have to use him for some. Shadow, others, like Freedan, you can actually go through all of them, through all of them without using him. Uh, unless it's the last one. The sixth door, I think you can actually use him, but you don't have to. Okay. Fifth door, sixth door, I don't remember how many doors there were. But... There's six. Yeah. Six doors, six tablets. It's odd. Mm-hmm. I, I could have done with it. it I like as you get a chance to use Shadow. I think it's a cool, mm. cool thing. But I, I think it was the grand finale of you actually using different transformations to get a sole purpose done. So I, I, I kind of like how they actually pulled it off. And then you finally get that third transformation, so it gives you more use out of it too. So I, don't know, I think they were really trying to vary it up at that point. And this is a little different. Them- and after you get all six of them, you get that final story you've been waiting for. The jackal comes back. So you go up there to put all six in this haven't heard of for, for a while. Because like each like um, in-between period, like every, anytime you hit a town, you might hear a little something about yeah. them. And that's as far Talk as it goes. I think when you're in Neil's parents' house, there's like a, a telegram or whatever that had, just has the symbol on it. And that was the last you heard of it. I think Neil brings say... it up too, doesn't he? He's like, uh, oh, some guys asking about you around town or something yeah, yeah it is reference if you talk to certain npcs it's referenced in each in a couple different towns weird yeah but then you finally <laughs> get to meet him and he's Briefly. just the guy with the turban <laughs> i thought it was his hair could have swore his hair not turban i thought it was a turban and a cape i'm gonna look him up it's definitely a cape yeah definitely a cape but i thought it was his hair red hair i didn't think it was a he had purple hair didn't he well he turns all red here in a second <laughs> <laughs> He has no hair after that. I can't find... It's weird. When I look up this game, I can't find a lot of things. Nope, I found him. He has red hair. That's not a turban. I, I mean, is oh, it a turban? Wow. I, I thought it was a turban. Maybe you're right. Here, Welcome. I'll post the... For all you listeners out there, I'm posting the screenshot in the Skype chat that none of you can see. Welcome but, back to the Sprite chat. <laughs> uh, yep, back to Sprite oh, yeah, chat. Okay, I mean, so, what, so looking at him... Okay, for those that, if you're curious, if you search Jackal on Google and put Illusion of the Guy, you might find a screenshot. But if you haven't played this game, you have no idea what you're talking about. So Okay, know. that definitely is, like, orangish red. I could have sworn. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that, nah, that might be hair. And I, I, when you go in this place, one of the scriptures that you read, or somebody says something where the room is booby-trapped, don't make a sound. There's but you're some, talking yeah, when they some say that. voice that, I don't know, if it's voice? supposed to be Will's mom again. Yeah, he definitely hears a voice like, hey, play the song. I think it's, I think it's his mom. So you play a song, and it activates a fire trap that doesn't hurt you, but it lights the other guy on fire. Yeah, I think it like, can if you're it, uh, unless you move. I think it can. Like I actually moved out of the way before I did it, so I didn't. I don't know. But okay, I wasn't standing. I was in the. I thought I was in the top left corner. I thought you automatically were in the top left the, corner. The guy, the guide was like, move out of the way <laughs> before you play the song. 
Oh, so maybe you can get burned then. Damn, I would have liked to have seen that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Rich said earlier, this is the coolest part where <laughs> Jackal's just it on fire is. crawling along the ground. It's very gruesome. So it was like a action movie ending to the the big main bad guy that you only see for two seconds. Yeah, there it is. Like it's it kind of weird because he's built up throughout the entire game as hunting you, but you don't actually fight him. He yeah, I, I mean, I wish I wish there was more build up for that because you just hear the little hints here and there, but it's very like much so in the background. It should have been a lot more in the forefront, and then this big build up, and then you finally see him when he actually shows up. It's like. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I remember they kind of mentioned something about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have liked to fight him. I can't, I wish there was a boss fight for him. Well, again, I mean, you get Shadow very late in the game. You see this guy for 0.2 seconds. It almost as if the development was rushed at that point. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see them rushing it at some point just because it wasn't run out of time or whatever. We got we to wrap this game up. I got to wrap it up. Uh, stop putting stuff in. It's like well, We still got to get... Will's mom in there somehow. Uh, she's the pig now, all right? Just, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're done. We only got two transformations and like one empty slot open. What are we going to do? Just, I don't know, just throw some shit in there in the pyramid. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I think, is it after you kill the jackal that you fight the boss? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, because yeah, it like opens okay. something in the floor? It portal. There's a little blue portal that you used earlier to teleport you back to the main room, and that's where you fight the boss. The blue. blue this sucks. is. I hate this boss so much. The Mummy Queen is by far the worst boss to it me. Is the worst boss in the game yes. because nope. <laughs> kind of explains to you guys. So you have two different levels that you're on, and the, it's a big boss, like a you know that can move that moves back and forth. And when you hit her, she splits into a bunch of little blue ghosts. And depending on how much how much damage you've done to her so far, either when you have to wait till you have to hit a certain ghost that's a, that's a brighter blue than the other ghost to make her go back and form, hit her one more time, then it all and you got and you got to keep running between these two different these two different platforms where you jump on an elevator, shoot up, run to the middle, jump down, run to the other elevator, shoot back up, and then continue this process. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid. I didn't realize that you had to hit the one particular ghost until I read it in the guide. I was just kind of shooting the dark fryer out, and ever so often she'd turn to normal. I'm like, oh, okay, I've just got to wait it out. <laughs> and when she stopped turning to normal, I'm like, what's happening? I had to look it up. Yeah, it's not it's not friendly. Not the worst boss, though. That's yet to come. <laughs> you, I thought this was the worst boss for me. I, no, yeah, the, it, was, it was the most difficult for me. The final boss is way oh, worse. I cheated, so it wasn't a hard time. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it drove me to cheat. <laughs> it didn't take much for me. I was already I was already cheating with safe states. As Ninja would say, I was cheating myself. Yeah, well. So uh, there's also when you go back, so this is like this is at the end of the game. So you get the pyramid, you get the fifth mystic statue, and you're now you're now I think you can head back to Dao where you go to the ba- Tower of Babel. I don't remember. I do know in Dao there is a snake minigame I want to mention that serves no purpose other than get red jewels, you have to hit a bunch of little snakes that pop out of a jar for like over a minute. Snake panic. Did anyone else play it? I did not play it. I mean, I, I did see there was a mini game, and I, he's like, oh, do you want to play it? I was like, nope. Never talk to the guy again. This is one of my four notes. I got a score of 77 on it. That's more than the, the guy in my guide. He got 76. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't remember what I got. I didn't. I just got, I mean, I know I got some items for it, and I left. Because I, I found a really good strategy years ago where if you hold down the attack button and kind of mash the D-pad, will continuously attack in whatever direction you're pressing. So I was doing that for snake panic and it helps quite a bit. 
Because you can just stand the center and keep hitting. Yeah. Kind of or. There's the hot snake panic tips for you. Yep. It, it's just it's cool that it's there, but it doesn't need to be. Again, it's all part of the for the gems. Right. Which don't really. I mean, it didn't matter to me. And then you go to the Tower of Babel. I like when you the Tower of Babel is very interesting at first. One, there's no enemies. It's not a real dungeon. You're just walking with Kara, who's still with you, and you see statues of Freedan throughout the tower. I thought that was really cool. And this is also you where you have a barrier. Statues of shadow, uh, high, the higher you go up. And the Tower of Babel is where his father went and went missing. In and a way she's got time. another ring like yours for some reason. Yeah, because it's I don't I didn't really get I don't even explain that. And this is where Will finds out he had the ring all along in his flute. Yeah, that whole yeah. joke I made an hour over an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of odd. Like, why is it in there? But I guess his dad put it in there to hide it or something. And somebody talks to you again. I don't remember. This is also where you get the fiftieth jewel, but you can't go back to give it to the dealer yet until after you do all the boss fights, and then the guy offers to warp you back to town. The refights are terrible. Because they're about the same, but they're all a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And it is miserable. It, it Like, I'm not playing a Mega Man game. I don't want to refight bosses. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was a huge waste of time. You could have just maybe had, like, a small dungeon or something build up to that last boss. Would have been just as good. It just, it's, to me, it's one of the weakest points of the game. This is when I put on my, my Game Shark code and just cheated and finished it that way. I was just done at this point. I used up every herb I had. I think on the vampires alone. So I kept save stating and then I think I had one herb, I think by the end of the game, but I just kept save stating until I was maybe at the halfway point of my HP by the time I killed them and then made that ride the rest of the time. Jeez. Nice. It's just, it's really annoying to me. Like they're, they're all about the same, but they just take more hits. And they do more damage mm-hmm. to, to compensate for the fact that you've been clicking upgrades throughout the entire game. And, and the only two that will give you any issues will be the vampires and the mummy queen. Yeah. And it's the mummy queen that you just fought. You got to fight again. Yeah. yeah, was, I yeah. Don't, that's my other issue, too. And then it also pissed me off how because I was wondering where you how do you get the jeweler's mansion? To me, it's stupid that you have to you finish the, all the bosses. Then you have to get the choice, like Mike was saying, mm-hmm. to warp back to town. Yep, mm-hmm. To give them the last one. At least you don't have to do everything over. So that's good. Yeah, that's true. But I just think it's like. It's stupid that it doesn't open up to you to the very end. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still a rather pointless thing to to actually do. Yeah. So, Mike, why don't you tell it. me about it? I don't know anything about the secret jeweler mansion. Well, uh, at this point, I had already put on the infinite health cheat oh. for the <laughs> the final boss. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave it on just to get through this. So, it, like I said earlier, it's one big room, but it, the combat's exactly the same. You're just fighting the same enemies that you've fought before. Okay. And the only part of note is you go up the staircase and down the other side and you circle back around. And I thought I was stuck. Had to pull up a video walkthrough. There's just like, it's not even a hole. It's just where part of the under stair is missing or the, the space under the stairs and you have to slide through it. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. And then, yeah, the boss is the first boss from Soul Blazer. But he makes a comment about Soul Blazer or something about him being sealed away from somewhere. Yeah. He says he like he underestimated Blazer and he's not going to make the same mistake with you or something like that. Which is the way one of the things, the only thing that connects these two games. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, um, that's totally worth collecting all fifty gems for. I you know, I've never done it and I probably never will. There's there's a chest with an herb in there somewhere and that's that's it. You don't even get health upgrades, you said, right? 
Nope, not you don't get anything. It's just stupid. Because that's the whole point of fighting things in this game is to get upgrades. Yep, agreed. That just makes me not... And you're and your will the whole time, too, right? Yeah, right. Which is also not as much fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll do it. I thought about doing it this playthrough, but then I just I didn't want to read a guy the entire time I played the game. Yeah, I, I can't say I recommend it. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen it once in the speed run. And it looked terrible. By the time I'd finished the boss, though, I figured I had his pattern down. I could probably beat him without the infinite health, but I wasn't going to try it. I was done because <laughs> that was the last thing I did for the game. Oh, and that hole that you're talking about, there's no identifier you can go through. It's just a black hole and then mm-hmm. black wall looking, but you can slide through it. Yep. I don't blame you for being stuck in it. It doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to show you that it would be there. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. Okay. And then is the boss any different than Soul Blazer fight? Uh, not really. Oh, no. It's the same fight. Yeah. I'm watching it right now. It's exactly the same. I mean, for those that didn't never played Soul Blazer, it won't make any sense. But it's a boss that shoots fireballs at you and has three conveyor belts that will push you back if you try to walk towards him. Yeah, if you get too far away from him, he'll shoot down at an angle. So you have to, like, stay close to him so he keeps shooting straight down and lead him over to the conveyor belt where you can run up and attack him. It's okay. It's not great. It's He's hard in Soul Blazer, though. It's a lot of work for an Easter egg. Yeah, that that does seem like it. I mean, especially if you don't get any upgrades or anything. If I always thought you got upgrades for it, and that's the whole point of doing mm-hmm. it. But if you get nothing, then there's no point. Nope. Oh, that is stupid. Oh, and then I guess he says Blazer was strong, but you are stronger after you beat him. Thanks. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all the 50 jewels you collected for. You get one secret dungeon for no reason. And then you go back to the Tower of Babel, or in my case, you just finish the Tower of Babel. And you, you fight the, the game f- off and never play it again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're probably never going to play this again, I'm assuming. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not that you didn't like it, just because there'd be no point to play it again. I think that's going to be a better plot twist than the entire Illusion of Gaia. <laughs> I like the plot twist of Illusion of Gaia. I actually, what I mean, okay, was? so the final, <laughs> we should talk about the final boss. Uh, we'll talk about the ending soon. I have, I have things to say about the ending. The ending has things to say about the ending, that's for sure. We'll get there soon. <laughs> but, so the, the final boss, which I know Mike was not a fan of. Nope. This is when we had to cheat. Yeah, because there's so much going on. It's well, literally, if you, if you stay at the bottom of the screen, like right in the middle, you can avoid almost every attack and then anything that's coming to you. You can kill it before it even gets there. Well, the first you form might... is a face on Earth. Well, besides that, but yeah. And then you fight. Oh, and also the name of the boss is called Dark Gaia, which is a reference. Like in all the in Act and everything else, I think you're called. I can't remember in Act you're called Gaia. Or the I I know in Terragnima and I know in not in Soul Blazer, but Gaia is referenced in both those. Mm-hmm. In this game, and and is also referenced where Dark Gaia is essentially the devil, and Gaia essentially is God, and the person talking to you is Gaia, which is supposed to be God taking over a statue. And that's how one YouTuber says Act Razor is kind of uncommon because you take over a statue. So why are your farms dark then if you're fighting Dark Gaia? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not saying they were right. That's just what they were saying. And also the attack that you shoot off is um, the Phoenix is from Soul Blazer. It's the final attack in Soul Blazer. That you only oh. get in this one fight when you're fighting Dark Gaia. Yeah. Just another missed opportunity. And it was the second form that broke Mike where... Yep kind of describe it you're in you're in a small area you have a small area to move around and you have little blue water balls that are being shoot at you all the time from left and right you have orbs that are being shot at you diagonally not to mention the boss is only able to be hurt for a small time he opens his mouth before he shoots a giant laser beam at you yeah and the green orbs home in on you yes you can block the green orb which i did not i didn't realize you could until i didn't matter because i was invincible but i didn't know you could it seemed to work sometimes for me 
you could also turn into the puddle if you want to to dodge him too. Yeah, which isn't a great tactic because it takes so long to do. And there's no guarantee you're not going to reform right in the way of some other attack. Did you have any problem with this boss? Rich? Um, I didn't. Not really. Um, I mean, I think at first I did a little bit. I, I know I realized I was getting hit a lot. Um, but then when I read that you could just sit in the middle and kind of kill things off as they come to you and just block when the orbs come, I mean, it wasn't too difficult on dead end. Okay. Guess I should have read the guide. <laughs> I, I looked. Yeah, I mean, if, if I didn't, I would have been moving all over the place and trying to dodge everything, and literally staying in one spot was the Same. was the trick to it. I mean, I, I couldn't get hurt because I was cheating at this point. But yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, again, it just it was one of those things. It's like it just didn't matter to me anymore. Yeah, I was ready for the game to be done, so I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. torture myself. <laughs> and then you get the ending. I like the ending. The ending you is would. confusing. I, okay, first question I have before we get into ending spoilers. Did you watch the entire ending to where after the credits? I did, yeah. I uh, can't remember. I think I did. We'll find out when we get there. So the ending, they're, they're on a moon or they're, they're on somewhere overlooking the Earth talking to spirits. I think Will's dad or something. Mm-hmm. And it ends up talking about how his mom's the comic- in there, too. Hmm? I think his mom might make an appearance in there, too. Okay, yeah, there are multiple little fireballs. Well, yeah, and- continue. It it ends up they end up talking. They tell them that this comet comes every so many years, but they they defeated the evil of the comet. And every time the comet come, the planet, the continents would shift. So as you see this this comet coming, they, it shows like a map of the planet, and it shows the planet changing, changing, and then it ends up looking like our planet, our where the comet. <laughs> and because they defeated the comet, it changed the way. And then it you know, and I think I think they think they're going to die. Like Will and Kara, like we won't exist anymore. And it's partly true. Like they're not who they were. Like the planet, yeah. the Earth changes because of what they did, weird. and they're sent back to Earth, but they aren't themselves anymore. And then the world starts to modernize. Oh, there's no more Pangea. It is so cool to me because it it kind of like because this happened. They have some conversation about it about how what they did, and they're scared. Like they, I think they kiss each other. They hold each other. Like we're, you know, I don't want to forget you. Like it's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, again, the whole game yeah. is dark. There is that. You know, and then they probably one of the most emotional moments that you can actually care about in the game. And it's like buildings replace, you know, the forest. And well, and here's we never mentioned this either. There is like a vision or or somebody told Will that he was part of something like that. And you actually see the layout of the future. And when it comes to like cities and all that, the game kind of warns you this is where you're going. Okay, I don't remember that. There's a certain point. I can't remember exactly which point, but it's there. Okay. And then you, after you have all like the long credits, but if you stick through all the credits, you get a scene of Will and everyone in a school building in modern time. Oh, yeah. Yep. You start in okay. school and you end in school. Really cool. And I got I know when I first saw this, I thought it was so cool to see him wearing a backpack in school and all his friends come running up to him. I'm like, oh, God, he's in the he's in the real world now. Or, you know, he's in the 90s. And I just got so happy. I I mean, now so or cool. when you were a kid? <laughs> I liked it when I was a kid. I didn't beat. I beat this game when we fought emulation. So high school. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't beat this game until emulation. You didn't even tell me that in high school. Like, hey, you should play this game. I beat it recently. I don't understand why I didn't tell you about this game. Like, I really like this game. I don't know why I didn't ever tell you. Or it might have been middle school, but it it would have been beaten at some point. We knew each other. I know that. I know we we first got into emulation in middle school. That was like seventh grade or something like that. Wasn't thanks to Curtis. I'm surprised you remember his name. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised that memory was still there because that guy has no meaning to anything. It just He introduced us to qualityroms.com. 
yeah yeah he bought in the zs and es emulator like he's like you know you can play them on your computer right i'm like what and that was it from then on all the wrong does not exist anymore by the way i wonder if that guy's still alive like i i know i looked for him a couple times on facebook i couldn't find anything i still remember his last name obviously i'm not gonna say it but i still remember his last name qualityroms.com is gone not surprised i I don't use any of the rom sites i did back then none of them most of them don't exist anymore Mm -hmm. yeah no it's all gone oh and to tell the quick story when i when i bought this game i remember we were at a video game store it doesn't exist anymore next to mcdonald's and i think and i remember seeing this seeing this game on the shelf and i was so excited it had the box and everything and i was like oh and i've always wanted to to fit because i used to rent this game and i remember being so excited when i bought it (sighs) unfortunately i didn't keep the box but we didn't i didn't keep certain handle boxes back then like Mm -hmm. an idiot they're too flimsy yeah i i regret that though a lot now yeah yeah just like having chrono trigger here and no box with it it sucks I have Final Fantasy 3, Chrono Trigger, and Final Fantasy 2 all right above me on my desk right now. But I have Final Fantasy 3 and Trigger right next to them, so or next to each other on my shelf. <laughs> all right, that about wraps up this part of the episode. Um, any last to say about Illusion Guy before we go to the couple questions I forgot to ask for until we started recording? Again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only on Rich's episodes, I guess. I'm noticing, but I did an Ape Escape, too. <laughs> I remember oh, wow. Oh, you you remember Corona Trigger, though. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But no, I, I have nothing to say. Okay. That ending right. super oh. chatty. It, it is. I got like three, so I'll read all three. First from the Super Nintendo Super Group, because I only posted this an hour ago. So thank you for somewhat <laughs> comedy quickly. Apologize for anyone else that didn't you don't get your questions read. I'll normally better at this. Normally. I just, I don't know what the hell. Start setting on. reminders for yourself, man. I am. Normally, it's supposed to be Thursday morning I ask for questions. That way, it gives people a couple days to do it. And Thursday morning came, and Thursday morning went. Friday came, Friday went, Saturday came and went, and <laughs> Sunday we started. It was 10 minutes into recording. went, oh, shit, I forgot. So, all right, from James Seeley, one of the best SNES games, in my opinion. I'll, I don't disagree with you, sir. And from the official Laser Time group, Laser Time community, from Sarah Lynn, I never owned this, but it was a frequent rental. One of those games where I liked the soundtrack more than anything. Can we talk about the soundtrack? No. Yeah, we, a little bit. We, uh, we mentioned yeah. a little bit. Like it's repetitive, what? but it's it is good when it's on. Yeah, that's true. And I think at the end it's like they finally give you a new song or something like that, and it's like holy shit, something <laughs> different. But that's about it. Game does like to drop new stuff on you right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those kind of games, though. All right, and from Albert C. Hall, Illusion of Gaia and Soul Blazer were great intros to RPGs for me. They led smoothly into Secret of Mana, and then Chrono Trigger, and ultimately Final Fantasy. Earthbound would have fit nicely into that progression, but sadly I didn't have access to it until much later on. But as for Illusion of Gaia, the puzzles, the action, the soundtrack, and the ambience, everything works well, in my opinion. It's a great game. Thank you for agreeing. Hey, you see, all three of our questions agreed with me today. Isn't that and great? That, what, what that guy said is something I can definitely agree with. It goes back to my Mystic Quest comment, where you know Mystic Quest is baby's first RPG, then you got... Mm-hmm. Illusion of Gaia, which is like a natural progression into Toddler's first RPG. Come on now. <laughs> start, Young Mike could not figure out this game, nor could his dad, but I don't know if that's Young Mike couldn't figure out Mystic Quest. I want to say you're wrong, but I would be lying to me. You're right, I couldn't figure it out for a long time. I can't I can't tell if you remember that or you decide to say it and see what happens. Oh no, I actually remember it. <laughs> hey, I was stuck in that game for a while. I remember Curtis, I remember you getting stuck in... <laughs> That's the quest. I need an RPG where they spell out to you what you have to do at all times. Oh wait, yeah, that's I mean, Myst- that's Mystic Quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I get. I always get those two confused. 
Hey, Mystic <laughs> Quest is a good game. Good RPG. One of Mike's uh, favorites. <sighs> and there will be no bad talking that game we covered on the show. Save it for the Super Nintendo episode. <sighs> it won't be on anytime soon because I don't really <laughs> want to waste a pick to put it on. But I will. And because nobody will listen to it but me. But we will do it one day. <laughs> Again, just like this episode, this this game was this was an episode for me because I wanted to make people play this game. Mm-hmm. I still can't get over. I never told about t- talked about it when I was a kid. Do you, Rich? I just can't. I don't get it, it, man. I don't understand it either. I, you know, I remember seeing it in your game collection. I'm pretty sure, or something like that. But I, I never. You never talked to me about it. I think because it. it wasn't. We were going through that RPG thing where we were trying to beat all these turnstile RPGs to get to 100. Yeah. And this wasn't turnstiles. It wasn't something that we would have talked about as much. It wouldn't have went towards our list. Right. That's probably what it is. Yeah, it might have been. It was definitely around that era. So, all right. Um, any should we any last should we go to shelf stacker box? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. Why don't you go? Since you're our guest, Rich, why don't you go first? <laughs> um, well, well. So this game for me was um, as much shit as I talked about it the whole podcast. Like I, I did enjoy it. Like I did enjoy the experience. <laughs> it did make me again nostalgic for the time period, not for the game itself because I didn't know it, but the time period of these <laughs> types of games. It has some drastic flaws, and obviously, I compare it to Mystic Quest in that sense. I, I actually legitimately feel like it. It could be like Toddler's first RPGs, like the natural natural progression from Mystic Quest. I really feel that way about it. I completely it. disagree with that comment. As long as I can read, there's plenty of plenty of text. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. RPG is more Toddler's first RPG than this game is. Oh God, no, no. This game Definitely stumped not. me and Eric. I mean, it stumped a grown adult in his 30s or 40s. I'm pretty sure Mario RPG probably did the same thing for you. Maybe Eric didn't know how to play games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's part of the joke, <laughs> too. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. But, but no, I mean, even through all that, I mean, we talked about the music very briefly, too. Like, that that was a standout thing for me. I did enjoy the music. I didn't like how repetitive it was. So anything it did good, it did. I feel it didn't utilize it as well as it could have. And I think that's the bigger issue of it had so much potential and it, it didn't lack the ability to just take advantage of all of it. I think it kind of like fumbled it. It fell through the fingers as far as it actually utilizing it all. Um, main characters, not my kind of thing. All that, that I'll remember at the end of this is will. And then all his friends that nobody cared about. <laughs> um, that's our fellowship but, name. <laughs> friends that nobody cared about. <laughs> Um, but I, I am grateful that I actually got to experience it. So even though I'm going to throw this in a box and like give it to a thrift store, I, <laughs> oh. I am thankful that I, I did play it. So <laughs> I'm boxing it. Okay. How about you, Mike? Uh, like I said, top of the show, I own this game. I have no memory of how that came to be. Huh. I just, I think it just appeared in my collection one day. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how that worked, but okay. As it is now literally in a box, it will also go in the box metaphorically figuratively because like combat's fine i like getting the upgrades for cleaning the room and that's about where my likes for this game end the story really tries to do something different but doesn't pull it off super well and why is seth a whale (laughs) (laughs) why is mom a pig (laughs) exactly like I, I think it's just more of that reincarnation thing that I think is an overall theme of the three games that we yeah. talked about before. But they don't do a super great job explaining that in this one. So uh, it's going in the box. If I want to play an action RPG, I'll play one of the other two games in the trilogy or Link to the Past. 
all those are good games that you just mentioned. Okay. Correct. Except I don't ever play Terry Minnesota, so I couldn't I shouldn't speak to that. But all right, I'll go next. Um I'm putting this on the shelf. This game has a lot of nostalgic for me. I think it's a really good action RPG. Part of it's just me, you know, remembering young Mike when he loved this game as a kid and I but I had fun playing it. I had no problem playing it this time. I didn't it was still very enjoyable for me. It didn't frustrate me. It didn't piss me off. It didn't make me want to turn off my Xbox or my PC and, ever, and, and be done with it. So that was nice. But go on the shelf. Highly recommend this game to everybody. And I hope more people will play it. Hopefully, <laughs> if someone listening to episode will be excited to try this game one way or another. Don't do it. Not, I will, you can't buy it anywhere unless you can go buy an SNES cartridge, but there's other ways. I will give you that. At least I saw it all the way through. Yeah. That doesn't always happen, I've noticed. It wasn't a chore going through it. Like, it, it was enjoyable. At least it had that going for it. Okay, but, so Rich, no, when are you going to try I, I Robotech Battle Cry? That's a great game, too. You should try that. No, it's not. Don't. <laughs> no, don't do it. That's the one game that broke Mike completely. Oh, yeah? It's, it's completely yeah. broke him. <laughs> you just couldn't get through it, huh? That was the first one I rage quit for the show. Oh, boy. It's it's a bad game. I mean, it's... I shelved it because I love Robotech, but it's not yeah, a good game. You guys both still shelved it, but, you know... <laughs> He burned that, yeah. So, all right, that's I, I, I didn't know, I didn't expect to be one shelf and two box for this title, but I'm not surprised. I kind of got that vibe really early on in the episode. I did too, but not when I went into this. <laughs> you know, halfway through the the game, like I was like, you know what, I can maybe like stack this at least. I knew, I knew for sure I wasn't going to shelf it, but I, I was like, maybe I can stack this, and then it steadily declined for me. I was like, you know what, probably going to have to go in the box. Well, I'll have to bring you back when we do Soul Blazer next season. Yeah, because I've I've never. Never touched that one. I think Soul Blazer is better. Soul Blazer is just oh. longer, so that's why I went with Illusion the Guy at the time. Mm-hmm. But I really want to play Soul Blazer now for the show. Yeah, Again, another game for us. It'd, just for it'd be me. interesting to see if uh, your predictions are, are right on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Terra Nigma is the third game of the series, which we'll probably do. The, we, we're, th- we're talking about doing the season after, which none of us have played before because it never came to America. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've been meaning to for years, but I never got around to it. So yeah, I'll be excited I started to find it at one point, but I didn't make it super far. Maybe an hour. It's a longer game, too. Yeah. Soul Blazer is really simple and very interesting. And no Just. one turns into a whale. No, there are no whales. There are dogs, but no whales. Oh, there's plenty of talking animals. And, sna- and snails. Snail pie. Hmm. All right. No living, um, no living and, snails. And Mike, since it is your pick next week, why don't you introduce what we're talking about? Uh, we're going to come back and talk more about Captain Planet, because I think that was everyone's oh. favorite part of this episode. There are Captain Planet <laughs> games, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're not playing those. No, we're uh, we are playing Binary Domain, and it's more Mike's pick than it was mine. <laughs> you put it on the show, though. <laughs> I did put it on the show, but it was your fault. I know. I talked. I talked up that game. Just I, like I'm... you did, illusion of guy. I see where that got us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a Captain Planet game on NES, though. It's absolutely garbage. <laughs> Is that the only one? Was there more? I think there was one on like the Master System or the Genesis, maybe. There's one but on Amiga. I don't think they're any better. There's one. Super, there's one on the Sega Mega Drive, so Sega Genesis for sure. Yeah. I there's there's I am looking through them right now, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to play them. Nope, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm sure they're terrible because it's Captain Planet. It can't be good. I don't think it was LJN, but it was uh, of their quality. Oh God! I covered a couple of LJNs on the show. At least one I had to cover, unfortunately. All right, I don't think there's anything else to say. Um, let's wrap up this episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we do tons of other games. I don't really know anyone to, to, com- to completely plug off this one. We've done another SNES RPG. We did Crown Trigger episode 100. Go check that out. I, I don't know what else we've done for SNES yet. Link to the Past was 50. With Jeff Cork. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's I think all I can think of. So hey, if you joined this episode, please go check out other. We are we are we do movies, we do comics, we're going through the MCU, and we should be releasing uh, Civil War next month. I forgot. Yeah, like you won't hear about now. Go check out everything from Ant Man before is out. So definitely get check those out. And want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Sony from his EP Bite the Bullet Songs Cool Kid Quad. Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out on YouTube. You'll see a link in the show notes. And go play this game. You can't buy it, but you can go play it. Go play it. It's a good game. <laughs> They're wrong when they put this in the box. It's a really good action RPG. It's not just nostalgia talking. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Sure it's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. But hey, go play it anyway. It's, it needs more love. You'll be surprised. Maybe happy. I don't know about that part. Send us your snail pie recipes. Oh, yeah. God, that's going to get violent. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are on YouTube finally. It only took me, what, almost two years of the show being around before I got on YouTube? Pretty close. And we have seven, as the time of this recording, we have 77 subscribers. I'm 23 away from getting my custom URL. So please. Please subscribe. You don't need to listen to it on YouTube. I don't. The same. It's the same episode. Just, just subscribe. Help me out. It needs more subscribers. And that's all we got. We will see you next week with Binary Domain, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye.